Hey everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm John. JD. <laughs> You're, we had an extreme close-up. I'm tweeting out the link because my other computer died. Oh, okay. That's what I'm phones not. are for. Phone is the camera. Oh, duh. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. So how is everyone doing? John? I'm perfectly fine. Oh. What? I don't know. Usually when a woman says fine, she's not. But I don't know I'm, if you're... <laughs> no, I've got my tea. I've got my bourbon. I've got this cat that uh, is having some kind of issue. Has decided that she really wants to sit next to me or on me or in my lap all the time. Are you sure it's a cat and not a flurkin? It's... Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, everything's doing great. I got no complaints. Work is still... I, I managed to get through a round of layoffs at work, and I'm happy. All right. Who are you when you're done with John O'Grady? <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Oh, you know what? I forgot. Death, destruction, and violence is coming to us all. There and we, we all suck. There we go. How about that? Do I? Do you feel better now? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> How about you, JD? What's new with you? Not a lot. You know, school. I'm really busy. We had wrestling start this week with both the adult, the high school kids and the, the little kids. And I'm wiped, man. It was a long week. Yeah. That would wipe you out. Kids. And then the summer and the, the, the grad school starting to like, starting to feel like a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> How are you guys? How are you, Dave? I'm all right. Can't complain. I, we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> we do. We really do. Like, um, but I had a good weekend. We, uh, my girlfriend and I went to New Hope, and uh, great place to visit too. Yeah, anybody listening to this, New New Hope, Pennsylvania, wonderful place to visit. And there are bed and breakfasts there if you want to take. It's all shops and really interesting. Yeah, it's it's only forty five minutes outside of Philly, so it's not far. It's not even far from me. Yeah, so Saturday we walked Main Street and went to the shops, bought candy. I don't know why we both bought candy. <laughs> <laughs> there are good candy shops there. <laughs> had dinner, then we spent the night at a hotel and got up, had breakfast, and then instead of going back, she was her twins' birthdays are tomorrow, so she wanted to get back, you know, spend some time with them. And uh, but we ended up going to Aldi. Aldi's a good place. Yeah. <laughs> Never been there. Great selection of gluten-free products at Aldi. Just to, most, most places have that these days. Though. It's an Aldi off- is better. It's like an off-brand supermarket. You really can't go wrong. But yeah, then I have been spending a lot of time putting my thoughts together about two things I watched this week. Yeah. The finale of Loki and uh, the Marvels. Yeah. <laughs> I did put the Godzilla Minus One trailer in our notes too, right? Oh, you know what? I forgot to include that. Just add, add that to the news. We'll get to it. Okay. So yeah. In fact, that's actually the social media question i asked this week and i didn't get a lot of responses on it but people thought of the finale of loki i know you have not watched it at all not a single episode have you heard anything about the last episode i heard it's the last up the last time tom hiddleston will play loki (sighs) maybe we'll see he said his words are he's done he said that in an interview on the tonight show right something like that i didn't i just i didn't see the actual interview i saw the clickbaity tweet clickbaity tweet yeah, I, I don't know. It's a weird way to end his story, too. So if that's really where they're going to end it. I don't know. What did you think, John? If it turns out that it's true and he's done with it, this was a good swan song. But on the other hand, there are still some unanswered questions. Uh-huh. And I don't, know if, I don't know if you heard, 
but there was an episode five script. Yes. That was turned down. That was that they got rid of that everybody at Marvel loved, but the studio turned down and they had to rewrite the last two episodes. Uh huh. I'm surprised we didn't hear about this before. And that's why, like, Renslayer's, Renslayer's story mm-hmm. kind of just peers out and goes away. And the whole thing with Miss Minutes turning kind of evil and stalkerish also disappears. Yeah. But the two last two episodes that we did get, I think were pretty amazing. Throne Kill says uh, still loose ends. Yep. Thrawn. Yes. Yeah. So, Thrawn. Yeah. Thrawn. Oh, that's an A. Sorry. Uh, yeah. As in Emperor. Uh, as in uh, Admiral uh, Thrawn. Yeah, from Grand Admiral Thrawn. But uh, yeah, no, he's right. And that's what we said. It's there. There's still a lot of things like what happened. To, they tried to tie up some stuff. But right now, Loki is literally at the center of all time of all vi- of all alternate universes in the MCU. I can't see even if he's saying he's out at some point that they're going like to right have in. to address it, especially during the uh, what is it or something. He's what, what do they call him? Storyteller Loki or what? what uh, Loki God, is of, he? God of stories. God of stories. He could have a huge impact on everything that happens during phase five and six, at least. Or they leave him there and he's just there forever. And Tom Hiddleston's done playing him. Or is Sylvie dead? Do we know that? No, no, she's still around. She's still so around. Then, then she could be Loki because that's what Marvel does right now. Yeah, true. Yeah, it's like, it's funny because you watched season one, obviously, JD, mm-hmm. and it feels like they were using that show to set up Kang the Conqueror, right? With He Remains and the Multiverse of War. And then this show is like most of the season it feels like they're trying to save the tva and then they like do a left turn at the end and it's like no it really was about loki all along which is good yeah there's a lot of character stuff but the tva changes what they are and it's just and he's yeah at the center of the universe he's basically god now like it's what he's always wanted big g god yeah Yeah, no but now he's, but, but, he, but it's not what he wanted, really. They, they, well, they is, break that down. But isn't that the thing, though? So doesn't that be careful what you wish for because you just might get it kind of thing? Well, it was, it yeah. was, he, want, he wanted it, but he didn't understand what he meant. Yeah. And now he understands what it means, but he's doing it anyway because he knows mm. he has to because he's the only Paul. one. Monkey's yeah. Paul kind of thing. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, he's stuck alone, basically, in the center of everything going forward. And it's just, it was sad, really, when you think about it. It was, they did all this stuff to build his character up and then put him in that position at the end. And it's, I felt empty after I watched it. I didn't. I, I thought that it was a good ending to his character arc. At least, because you got to remember, he's a variant. That is true, too. So for that character arc, for that variant, that was perfect. Because he became what he was supposed to be, what he thought he should be, but now with the full knowledge of what that truly is and doing it for the right reasons too. Not because he wanted to, but because he had to save everybody. Yeah. So I asked the people on social media what they thought of the ending. I got a couple of responses. Randy, random Randy Savage from the Call 45 podcast said, I liked it mostly because I called it, but this is a nice place to leave him. Let Sylvie do all the Loki fighting now. Time for her to have her adventures and save the world or whatever. Boy, I can't tell you how little that interests me. Yeah. And then 8-Bit Ray over on TikTok said, I think it happened. What else is there to say? I I still think this is one of the the best things that they've put out since, like, Phase 4. Like, 
this, I think this show, even though they had to rewrite the last two episodes, I hey, think Chris. they did the best they could. I know that guy. Yeah, so Christopher Haig. Haig said, if you notice, there was still blue and purple branches left in the Tree of Life. I think Kang will kill Loki off. I think, I don't think Kang has, the problem is, if you watch the last two, you're okay with this completely spoiling this, I right, don't Eddie? care in the slide. The okay. Funko Pop photo was of him has him titled King Loki. Interesting. He basically pulled a Groundhog Day and he lived a couple of hundred years at least learning everything about the yeah, TVA yeah, yeah, in order yeah. to solve it. So the thing is, if you watch carefully on that last part where he's talking to Kang and Kang is like, at first he's all, you know, hey, I put you on this path so you would time shift back to here and save me. And, you know, now you understand. Kang thought, you now understand everything that I do and what I, and you now understand that what I'm doing is the right thing. And so you can't kill me. And then Loki stopped time. And he said, you think this is the first time we've had this conversation? And you notice that Kang starts to get off kilter. So Look, Kang, more got and more, Kang got beat again. Yeah, more. Yeah. But more and more, Ooh. Kang starts to realize that, oh, wait, this isn't going the way I thought. Um, yeah, it becomes Kevin very, Feige is acting the same way when it comes to Jonathan Majors. Continue. It became true. <laughs> very it, true. It, it also felt like it became very Doctor Who-ish in a way. It's always uh, been very Doctor Who. Oh, that was a very Doctor Who ending, yeah. And but that's the thing, and that's been one of my complaints about Doctor Who in general is some of the most interesting things that Doctor Who tells you about his past you never see. Mm-hmm. So you don't see Loki going through all the stuff to get to the point where he can do what he does at the end of the show. It's just like, well, yeah. They did the Groundhog Day where they show him doing stuff again and again. Yeah, but they say centuries later at one point. And it's like, but who, they don't have the time to do that. Come on. No. Like, but at they, some point, you're going to have to do the two hours later. For I'm wondering. I do wonder. <laughs> Kassan says JD is done with Marvel. Mm, let's revisit that. We'll revisit that when we get to the Marvels. But uh, what was I going to say? That I don't know. I do feel like they made a left turn. They're, they had a different plan for this show. Um, they did. They the rumors I heard, and they're just rumors, so I'm not sure. But they went the back. Rumor, to the two- rumors I heard was they were going to go since all everybody at the TVA was from a specific point in the MCU timeline. Oh man, the uh, the head sure. the head security woman was from 2012. They showed her in 2012 in New York as a nurse. Yeah. It, the, the idea was that they were. Yeah. Yeah. The idea was that they were going to go back to all hit the major beats again. And, From Endgame. And, yeah. And the the studio said, we don't have the money to do that or something like that. That's the current rumor that. Yeah. Like yeah. The, it's known that they said that everyone loved the episode five they had written, but then they nixed it. They nuked it was actually what the yeah. term that was used. And everybody um, was telling him that they loved it. it yeah. Internally, anyway. Don't know so, if we'll ever get to see it. And then I also on my personal Facebook asked people what they thought. And so some of my friends responded. Gina Candy said, I'm sad it's over. Julie Wilhelm said, I was expecting more, I think. Matthew Light just used a, just gave a gif of Loki. I should be in bed. <laughs> Clifford Little. Right now. Clifford Little said, designed to suck out our soul. Brian McEvitt said, I hope he eventually gets to assemble a multiverse team of Avengers to fight the Kangs. That would be a way that he would come back. Yes, that could be. Yeah. Edward Mingus said, watching now, I don't know how to say his name because it's not an actual person. I know it's okay. I hate it. The Marvels. Okay. Not sure what that has to do with Loki. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Jason Ellenberg said, I did. I don't feel empty. 
but I also know it. this ain't the end. Maybe not. Oh, Tim Jones said, I agree. I actually felt happy for him as if he found his glorious purpose. Huh. Sure. Tim responding without a joke. I'm confused. That was the name of the final episode. It was the yeah, same name as the very first episode of season one, Glorious Purpose. David Olbrick said, I think Loki was a muddled mess. I don't know if I agree with that. I think it was no. well written. I just wasn't, I was confused a little bit by the ending. Uh, George Webb said the whole season was a waste. Wow. Uh, and Andrew Gaska said, I thought it was powerful. I recommend watching the entire two seasons back to back in a binge. Watch it. Works much better that way. Pass. I agree with that. I think it's two parts of one whole story. And I think Pretty it much. Does, yeah. probably works better that way. So. Yeah, so that that was Loki. That's all our social media madness this week, too. Eventually you'll watch it, Gene. Mm, probably not. I think you'll like the character stuff in the season, and I think you would like the visual storytelling at the end. I am so think. out on anything King the Conqueror. Yeah? He sucks. Hey, I've never seen a villain rolled out so poorly with, so, with such little thought that keeps losing. What the fuck's the point? Why do we got to... What, what's he going to do? He keeps getting beat. He sucks as much as his comic book counterpart sucks. Well, even Thanos won first the first time. Yeah, right? Thanos won a lot. Thanos beat everybody except that one time. Thrawn Kill says, could he go back in time and collect his other variants to give them back their own timelines? <sighs> Given the way that it ended, yeah, he could. He can do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah, he's basically the... And it, it was really... I don't really care, but at the end, he became the center of all of the branches... He's literally holding all the branches together. Yeah. And the branching timelines now look like Yggdrasil. With, with, you can see the dead branches on the bottom growing into a huge tree of branches at the top. Yeah, it's the lot. tree of life. It's a, it was a definite metaphor on that and the Norse tree of life. Right. Yeah. It, it was it, literally Yggdrasil, so it's really cool. Right. Yeah, it was cool. So. Yeah. <laughs> Travis Mitchell says Oh my god, Mikai. Hope you guys are well. Loki season two was the first time I felt one of the shows completely stuck the landing. Man, yes. there's a lot of varied yes. opinions on the show. It seems like it people really either is, love it yeah. or they hate it. And there's no in between. <clears throat> Don says this is why multiple timeline realities suck. It removes any notion of cost sto- stakes. Hey, got a point. Yeah. yeah only, unless you they properly invest you in the life of one of those variants and you stick with that variant, right? They could replace Tony Stark with another variant, but then that's not the original Tony Stark. It it depends. If they keep replacing the same character over and over again with the same actor, just different quote-unquote variant, it doesn't matter. New Coke didn't work in 1985. It's not going to work now. Yeah. All right. On that note, again, that's all the social media madness. Let's have our good friend Don tell you how you can follow us on social media and be a part of social media madness. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of Social Media Madness? And go ahead and head over to SuperHeroSpeak.com where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show, you can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars, and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you are engaging with the Superhero Speak Twitter post whenever they come up. Give us your best comment, and you 
may make JD say this. I get so I'm tired of these dumb motherfuckers. I... All right, it's back to the show. Remember back when I had passion about things and cared? <laughs> oh, by the way, I did hear from Don. He is still getting his basement and uh, office refixed. But once he does, he wants to come back on the show. I want to talk to him about what happened this weekend. You finally... No, I'm talking about the Marvels. I, I oh. finally realized your manhood? Okay. Uh, I have children, Dave. I've realized my manhood long ago. Okay, fine. I was trying to... Look at me. Derek. Look at me. I I know I understand manhood. Trust me. I'm good in that department. <laughs> uh, and while you're watching right now, uh, if you haven't done so yet, please keep, click that subscribe button. Click that bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we go live on Sunday nights right here on this channel. And uh, you won't miss our other videos that we put up. We just put up an interview with Frank. How do you say his last name? Tiaki. He was. We interviewed him. He he wrote Godzilla. There be gods here, or there be mm. dragons here. We interviewed him at New York City cool Comic Con, and uh, we just finally got that interview up this week. Our so. special guest star just made an appearance here. Good night. <laughs> All right. So on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we'll be right back with some news. Some podcasts are like this. I think someone, someone put it lightly and quite cleverly. It's like, girls, are, lesbians aren't turned off by dicks. They're turned off of what's behind them. And I was like, yo, fuck yeah. What's behind a dick? A butt? The, no, the man. Oh. <laughs> that was so fucking stupid. And some podcasts are like this. I have an upsetting opinion. I'm ready. A corn dog is a tamal. F off. What? No, no, think about it. You need to F off. It's like a loose corn-based batter that's cooked around a central filling. I, You're am cooked I crazy around here? a central filling. Am I crazy? Am I crazy here? Yeah. A corn dog shares so many more similarities to a tamal than a Wellington. I disagree. I think the corn dog is more related to fried catfish than it is to tamale. I like how I looked at the graphic <laughs> to see what a corn dog is. <laughs> Fried cabbage, what is that? But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. <laughs> putting up all the equipment, talking to the dude's putting on gloves as they're shutting things down. It's just like, Weightlifting gloves. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> you thought you were going to come out on top, huh, Steve? Yeah. Now he beat you. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Now we care who are who you are before you beat the rock machine is ours. Your wife, your children, yours. Now we beat you. <laughs> Destroy this cabinet with no survivors. Oh my God. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.cult45podcast.com. Also check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. That guy's an idiot, but the way, I mean, like, we haven't seen that one in a while. The tamal thing drives me crazy. Apparently, Thrawn Kill says the tamal corn dog debate is as old as time. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> All right. All right. Tale as old as time, song as old as butter. Oh. I don't know. All right, let's talk a little news here. So, 
John, you would mention that the Godzilla trailer, I forgot. To Godzilla ask minus one. Yeah. yeah, this is coming out of Toho. So we have simultaneously, was it Godzilla X King Kong coming out with the legendary series? And Toho is also putting out their own Godzilla minus one. And the Godzilla minus one trailer looks just completely freaking awesome. I was going to say, what did you think? To me, I, no offense, I'm not a huge Godzilla fan. So it looked like another Godzilla movie to me. But to someone who's a big fan, what did you guys think? I like Godzilla. It's got everything I want Godzilla to do. Blow fire, destroy buildings. What do I want? I think this one, if you look at the trailer, it has way better cinematography than you expect out of a Godzilla movie. Yeah. So you're going to see yeah, a lot I mean, of the death and destruction. And they're treating him more as a character as uh, rather than a, a, a force of nature. Right. Which, which he also was, is. But, but, uh, that's what Godzilla... Oh, God, which one was that? Uh, what was the Godzilla? Well, he was black and he had the little like dudes that flicked off his tail. Which one was Shin, that? Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, yeah. That one, he's a force of nature. Yeah. but And also this one, they're... From what I've heard, they're taking the attack of this is more of a creature feature. So you're not going to see him for a while, but it's going to be more like Jaws in the beginning where it's like... Uh, it's I got an idea. I no, don't. It, it, yeah, you go to Godzilla, so you go, but the thing is that the payoff is actually going to work. Yeah. Here's the thing. The problem with the Transformers movies is not the transforming robots. The problem <clears> with the Transformers movies is I want to kill all the human beings that are ever in a Transformers movie. Every time I see one of them, I want to staple them with a staple gun and kick them repeatedly because I hate them all. There's never been a person in a Transformers movie who's not fucking irritating and makes me <laughs> infuriated. I hate them. I hate every single person in every single Transformers movie because I don't give a shit about trying to empathize with some dude trying to understand the Transformers. I want to watch the fucking robots punch each other. Is it, just like Godzilla. Now, I don't care about the people in a Godzilla movie. I care about Godzilla. It's like when they try to make me care about Eleven, like Eleven had the special connection with Godzilla. Fuck you! Give me the goddamn monster! <laughs> But isn't the argument to do no. that to make a human connection to the movie? It fails. I don't want a human connection in a Godzilla movie. My connection is with the monster. I care about the monster. You have become a monster. I am a monster. <laughs> I love well, monsters. I don't like people in monster movies. And everything I've heard of, this one's going to handle it very well. Because it harkens back to the original 1954 Godzilla, where it was more of a commentary on how we humans are destroying ourselves. And then you all of a sudden you've got this thing coming and they're not sure what's going on until it appears. And then you've got the cinematography that's going to make it look absolutely freaking beautiful from by, by all accounts. And I'm talking, I've heard from people that went over to Japan to see it because <coughs> it's already out there. And it was just amazing. I'm sure it's Every, going to be- I'm sure the cinematography is going to be great. I just want to watch monsters bunch each other. Yeah, this is, I don't know that this is going to be the, it's the human is the protagonist and and the monster. It's not, I don't think it's going to be like that. I think it's just, you're going to be getting reactions from humans from what's going on. But Godzilla will still be like the primary. The best Transformers movie was the one with, that was the cartoon where the main characters were the fucking robots, right? Yeah. I don't care about these people. I have no connection to these people. I hate them all. All these studio execs that think they know what people want. I just want to go look at your returns, man. No one cares about your characters. They care about your robots. That's you, who's you, selling things. You didn't like the Witwickies? I liked them in the cartoon. <laughs> Spike and Daniel were just fine. True. True. The mom always steals the entire franchise. Oh, she was awful. Like I remember watching Transformers 2 at the movie theater and being like viscerally angry. And yeah. how stupid her character was. Like the movie's not good, but she makes it so much harder to watch. Like 
dumb people make most movies like infuriating. Like I barely tolerated Brian Cranston in the first legendary Godzilla movie. JD empathizing with the human character in disaster movie monster movie helps the audience empathize with eventual loss. I don't care about the eventual loss. I care about <laughs> monsters fighting each other. If I want to watch a disaster movie, I'll watch a disaster movie. There's tons of disaster movies. I don't go to a Godzilla movie like to, to learn of the human condition. I go because I want to watch Godzilla blow fire out of his mouth and kill lots of things. Actually, I think the best time they got to integrate normal humans was uh, Godzilla versus Megalon when they had the guys that built the robot that turned that into Jet Jaguar. Yeah. No, I agree yeah. with you on that one. And remember, yeah. remember the Biollante one where it gets like really trippy when there's there. Yeah, that's a weird movie. I, I feel like, Even I, for, I, wait, no, you're not Biollante. You're talking the smog monster. Smog monster. I, you're Ghidorah. right. Thank you, John. Ghidorah. Thank you. I was wrong. I feel like I've walked through a broken yeah. jump portal in space where now JD's the angry one and John's the calm one and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I just I, I just, just had a good weekend. He, he's in a good mood. I'm sick, so I'm a little bit I'm a little miffy today. Like I'm chock full of cold medicine to get through the show, and you can tell <laughs> a little bit. Oh yeah, I'm a little <clears throat> at the world. Like I just I don't know, man. I just want to see the like I like Godzilla versus Kong. The people were minimal, and there was lots of apes and lizards fun punching each other with Mecha Godzilla. That was yeah. great. Yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> There's tons of movies. Like I, said, I, I love good writing. I love good storytelling. But that is not the appeal of a Godzilla yeah. movie. The appeal no, of a Godzilla movie is the fucking monster that destroys everything. This episode well, is fire. Thank you, Thrawn <laughs> Kill. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, needless, needless to say, I think this is good, but we'll wait. JD, you'll probably see it with... with oh, of course, I'm going to go see the movie. Let's, let's, okay. let's be serious. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, we'll, this. so we can review it. Right? Oh, Dave's going to hate that. We should do it. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> All right. All right. Fine. I make you watch crap sometimes. You do. Uh, it, it, oh, hold on. It, it comes out. Uh, when does it come out? Is it getting a wide American release? Shin Godzilla. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It comes out the end of this month from last I heard. Oh. All right. Let's do I it. I think. <sighs> a Thanksgiving movie for all. Yes. I, well, obviously, mass death, yeah. death, destruction, and violence, it goes perfectly with Black the holidays. Friday. Yeah. Oh, God, you're right. What a commentary. <laughs> now, that's the kind of social commentary out here for. December 1st. I'm sorry. It comes out December 1st. Perfectly <sighs> fine with that. Godzilla <laughs> has come to save your Christmas. <laughs> See, that's, the marketing, that's the marketing campaign we all need. <laughs> all right. Let's see if, awesome. this, if this next trailer uh, upset John. <laughs> we got the first trailer teaser trailer for the live action avatar the last and airbender coming to netflix um, we've had one of these before right there was a live action la avatar the last airbender right yeah that, that was happened? the one that was that was Shyamalan. Shyamalan. Yeah. yeah oh yeah that's it right was, it's considered one of the worst adaptions ever put to film Shyamalan had a you want to talk about a guy with a streak and my Shyamalan had a really bad movie streak going yeah since the last 20 years yeah, yeah. uh what do you think yeah, john Chris, christopher says it was terrible no, oh, Chris, yeah, it's, I'm yeah. not surprised he thinks that. What do you think, John? I have no yeah. opinion on this thing whatsoever. It's, it's not a good trailer. It wasn't. It, it hit the beats, but the trailer itself does not, it doesn't give you the feeling of one of the what things Air, that, The Last Airbender is. One of the things that's, that struck me when they're, I can't remember the name of the, the flying buffalo. Appa. Appa. When they're on Appa and, there's, and they're flying and it's like the picture of them, that was really bad. It looked like really bad green screen. I, and I was shocked. Like everything else I thought looked really good. Just that shot. I'm like, this looks really bad. And I know yeah. it's a trailer and things can be cleaned up, but 
Dave, I actually thought noticed that too, and I thought to myself, this looks worse than a never-ending story. Yeah. Now again, they did clean up some of the CGI and stuff for One Piece, but One Piece is going to have a lot less has a lot less CGI than they're going to need in Airbender, at least for this first season, because Appa has to be full unless they get a practical effects guy and do some of the shots with and, practical effects, which they should do. But Rick Baker um, dead man. I don't know. What you notice out there. You'll you'll notice though that they did not show Appa's face, and that's because it was really controversial with the live action movie how they made him look. Maybe they're just not finished with his design yet. Yeah, and and that's the feeling I got, that they're still cleaning it up, but I was just like, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought all the, I, th- I thought everyone looked the part. <laughs> I think it's a mistake when people release these trailers with unfinished special effects, because I think it colors your audience to think this is not going to look good. Yeah, right? I mean, you the sonic effect. Yeah, exactly. Sonic, exactly. Sonic effect. Dude, that movie, <laughs> that, they're lucky that movie worked. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because they sunk a whole lot into it. I've seen it multiple times because my kid loves Sonic. And it's got a lot of heart to it. It's a pretty good movie. And they were right. People were right to bitch. He looked terrible. Don't nobody need a realistic looking Sonic the Hedgehog. So that was a horror. Yeah. But why would you do that? Like, why would like in a perfect world? Was it Sony that put that out? Sony should have put that out and and failed miserably and just taken a whooping. But they didn't. They put the trailer out and they went, oh, we got to spend 10 billion more dollars to fix the special effects in this movie that we've yeah. already done. It's just wild to me. They release movies with they, where they know the special effects don't look good. And we're supposed to just accept the fact that's just a trailer. Special effects always look crappy in a trailer. Trailers yeah. are supposed to excite you to see the movie or whatever. It's bizarre. Yeah. But I also feel and we've had this conversation before that. Oh like, yeah. There's a rush to get there it is. out. They yeah. said they set a deadline before they actually start filming stuff. So there's a rush to get it out, get information. And it's just like, you've got to put unfinished trailers out. You got to put it out there before David Zaslav writes off, writes it off as a loss and locks it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I know it's not yeah. a Warner Brothers thing, but the joke was there. Definitely, I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm very curious, but I do want to see another trailer before it comes out. I want to see how they, how the actors are. Like, do they fit the role? And I'm gonna um, watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I can't. I hope that it'll work, but I'm, I'm hoping. I just. But again, you got to remember, they got rid of the creators left because of creative differences. That doesn't right. bode well. It, they might make yeah. it work, but the, it's the percentage chance of that is low when... That tells me they Netflix wants to change something that they were not comfortable with them changing. So Maybe. Yeah, and that could go both ways. With Oda, with One Piece, Oda made all the decisions, and One Piece, the, the live action, the first season blew up in 80 different countries it's the everybody considers that the pinnacle of adaptions now but on the other side uh let's see who else was involved with this i'm still partial to the new little women really no i had a point i can't remember what the i can't remember (laughs) oh no like the 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 matrix stuff right as soon as they let the wachowski brothers like go full bore Um, on everything why do the wachowskis just leave it wachowskis whatever yeah, they just, they, they ruined it. So it depends on the creator. But I think these guys, I think the creators for Last Airbender, I, I think they should have been kept on. Kassan says something here that's probably true on some level as well. It's probably money related. Netflix made changes to save money, which pissed off the creators, which is... That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense because you can do whatever you want in a cartoon, but once you go live action... Netflix yeah. well, I, tends to be the most fiscally responsible of these studios as yeah. far as... They just don't go, well, I'll just write the whole thing off as a loss and lock it away. Like they typically 
try to cut corners like a normal studio does yeah. before throwing out the baby with the bathwater and the shower. Yep. So I wonder what the episode cost is because, like, it could have been they what they spent eighteen million dollars each episode for the One Piece thing, and yeah, that's a lot of money. And here it says it looks like they're saying that the price tag was fifteen million plus per episode for the last Airbender season one. So maybe they just were being more fiscally judicious for per episode. And I don't know. I, I don't know. Like that's pretty good for per episode. Like a total budget of 120 million for the first season. How many seasons? I can't do math. How many episodes? It'll be, if they do it right, it'll be three seasons. So how many episodes per season? Oh, let's see. Episodes per, how many episodes? Eight. So yeah, okay. same as. Is that the magic Netflix number is eight episodes per season? I guess that's what they're going with. But fifteen million per episode with eight episodes—that's not bad. They—I don't know what the creative difference For sci-fi? is. Sci-fi? Yeah, don't know. I imagine we'll know when we when this thing hits, and then people can talk about talk. People can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I will say though, again, like with all the air bend, with all the bending, the element bending, that does that probably would have blown the budget up a little bit farther than the net, the, uh, the one piece ones. Cause the one piece uh, ones overall, they're basically a pirate show. Uh, Kassan says Netflix has had some bangers lately. Blue eye samurai and the fall of house of usher have been excellent. Fall I've heard heard a lot of good, yeah. It's Mike Flanagan. I've heard a lot of good things about fall of the house of usher. He is, that's his last, that's Flanagan's last Netflix thing before starting. I think he's going with Amazon prime. He's supposed to be doing a Dark Tower show, which I haven't heard about in a while. If Ray's listening, what the hell, man? We thought we spoke that thing into reality. Hmm. How would Netflix write something off as a loss? How do they? It's just, I, I make it a joke, Drew, but that's what Warner Brothers has been doing with stuff. Yeah. They've been shelving everything and running it off as a loss. You write it off as a loss saying, we spent X, we've made zero, therefore we've lost this amount of money. And you claim it as a loss to taxes. Thrawn Kill says, maybe they used one piece to learn how to do an adaption and Airbender is... The result. I don't know how they could have done it better. The one piece, the one piece adaption was. I don't know how. I really don't think they and then, could have done that better. If if they do this one even better than that, hopefully that's the case. Maybe not better. Maybe it's equal to. I and Classy has come in to piss off John. Oh, hey. Anime is a mistake. I don't disagree. With <laughs> Classy, you are dead to me. <laughs> JD, don't dead to me. No, oh, I can't blame it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> I know, but could Netflix? Yeah, they could. I don't think they're going to. Yeah. It's not typical of their business model. They can write any company can write anything off as a loss if they yeah. choose not to release it. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know if they're going, but like they said before, they've been on a, a streak lately. They've been doing pretty good. Netflix is the one that's winning. Yeah, um, spending money wisely, right? They're not deficit spending, which is why people get mad when they only do two seasons of most shows. But this is how they stay in the red. Yep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Except for Stranger then, Things, that's a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. And then, okay, wait, real quick. No, the time between Airbender and One Piece isn't long enough to allow for lessons to be learned from Airbender. Yeah, kind of yeah. true, right? Because they would have both been in production at the same time. Good point. Know, for the most point. Save yourself from the otaku. Okay, I know what otaku is. Just, I'm just trolling us now, <laughs> dude. I'm a sundere and an otaku. Classy's just trying to make you angry. I don't know. All right. Any Omega fan know what an otaku is. (laughs) Uh, We got, okay. Maybe I'm wrong, but we got a stealth trailer this week. We did. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nowhere. But apparently they are making a sequel to the Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yes. Oh, Um, God. This is awesome. And we got Frozen Empire trailer. And uh, yeah, what did did we think? It's blowing up on YouTube. My one regret. 
is that mm-hmm. I saw this on the Ghostbusters Twitter page. I wish I'd seen this cold and not knew what it was because it takes a good minute to you figure out. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters. If I had seen this at the theater, because it was again, it was at the, when I went saw Marvels. It was on, I wish I had seen it there for the first time because I'd have been like, "Whoa, Ghostbusters!" And it's really a, it's a really cool trailer, and it seems uh, different for a Ghostbusters. It, okay, JD, like you're into the Ghostbusters thing, like I, I am. am into Ghostbusters. So, does it feel like the real, like an episode, like a real, oh yeah, movie no, from the real Ghostbusters? Yeah, no, hundred percent. It's totally got that vibe to it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I like that they're going. Okay, first off, it's not Zool again. Mm-hmm. It's a new direction. They reintroduced the Ghostbusters. They brought in Zool. They tied up Harold Ramis, rest in peace. And now they're and now it, they did what they're what they really needed to do. And they're going in another. They're going to show actual different situations now. Something new, something we haven't seen before. I was worried we would get the River of Slime of a second Ghostbuster, yeah. another ego story, but we're not. Thrawn Kill says Frozen Empire is looking good. It's looking good. The band is back together. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm. It's going to be weird to see how they do it because everybody's. Yeah. Except the 2016 Ghostbusters. That didn't happen. I've seen a lot of people that were really not happy with Patton Oswalt being in there, though. And I don't get people don't like Patton Oswalt for some reason. I think it's outspoken about stuff. He's fine. My wife looked at me and said, I love Patton Oswalt. So I don't have an opinion on him one way or the other. I like everything I've seen him in. So I don't know. Yeah, put up Drew. Drew says yes. they're gonna bust Jack Frost. Very reminiscent of Boogeyman. The Boogeyman is still like the it's the best episode of the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. yeah. And we watch it with the kid and he gets spooked out every time, but he loves it. That's a great episode of like single episode of television. His political views. Yeah, yeah he's super to the left. Yeah, uh, where's the push, river push the, do the thing with Katawa? He he's ah. the one that did that that start the, the Star Wars. What are you doing? Uh, we don't do that here. Yeah, that's our new thing. Um, when politics comes up, I like it. I like having a button. Yeah, no, it looks fun. I think this looks like a really good movie. Like, as far as a good sequel goes, it's going a new direction. It looks like we have a new villain. I like the idea. I love the visual. That's We talk about, so Kassan said before, a disaster movie. This trailer very much started off like a disaster movie. Yeah. But they have, I have a crude interest in these characters that I already care about. Right. If I didn't care about these characters, you could have just given me the disaster and I'd have been perfectly fine with this trailer. But because I know all these people and care about them, I'm in. Like I'm, I'm twice as in. Exactly. Like I somebody had said something about Ghostbusters and had the link on their social media and I went and looked at it and I was like, oh, okay. But you're right. The the beginning of this trailer, you have no idea what's going on oh, love it. until you see Ecto One and it's mm-hmm. just like Oh, okay. It feels like yeah. a Roland Emmerich filled film in the beginning very much it does very much feel like a roland emmerich film yes hopefully it's yeah. better and, and you know what it would be like they there was that one quote in the movie in in the trailer that said for the first time in new york people died of Fro- freezing you know, to death in fro- july fr- freezing to, right so if they up the six like i want this to be more of a horror thing if they people are actually dying in this I'm, I'm all with you on that. Drew says they need a new Ray to research. Ray was there. I think the girl is, whose name I forget. She's going to be like the She's new Ray. She's going to be the new Ray, yeah. When you said the Boogeyman episode was the best episode, you're referring to the cartoons. Yeah, 100%. The cartoons yeah. from the 80s. Yeah. yeah. The 80s, not the 90s. The yeah. real Ghostbusters. Not extreme Ghostbusters. No, we don't go extreme. Never extreme. <laughs> we, don't, we don't talk about that. Maybe that's Oswald. No, Maybe. I didn't get that. Ray's there. Ray's explaining. Ray's there, and the girl's there. I didn't get that feeling that Oswald. I think is going. Well, she's the new Egon, though, not the Ray. She is the new Egon. That is true. I guess oh. they do need a new Ray. I guess he's right. Interesting. Ackroyd's you know, fine. Let's use Ackroyd till he dies. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Give him a good send-off. <laughs> Love his, him in that. Baby. It's his baby. 
Yeah. yeah. He's the one who came up with Ghostbusters. So It was him and Harold Ramis, wasn't it? The it two was of them. him and I believe Harold Ramis. I think you're correct. I read mm. his, I watched a thing about his idea for what Ghostbusters 3 would have been. Would have been cool. Would have been cool. Best episode was Human Buster. I think that's the one with The Simpsons, right, Prue? Where they had the ghost version of The Simpsons. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. No, the best version, the best episode was The Boogeyman. Season one of, yeah. of real Ghostbusters was like the shit. Well, and, and it was it, written by, high, but it was J. Michael Straczynski. Yes, yes exactly. Yep. yep. Good shit. It's real good shit. So, yeah. Aged, I mean, aged really well, too. Uh, it's why yeah. Straczynski is, is just the best. Like, for So, I think we're there. all excited to see this one. Yeah, I'm in. Definitely. Absolutely. They can't ruin this one on us, can they? Yes. No. No, it's still being done by Jason Reitman. Yeah. He did a good job. Oh, yeah. Director of Afterlife and son who was walking around in 1984 on the set of Ghostbusters of Ivan Reitman. So he made he shit on the 2016 one of people on Twitter got mad at him. And I'm like, good shit on the 2016 Ghostbusters. It was not good. It was horrible. Yeah. It was. But, Take politics out of it. It's not a good movie. No, exactly. But, 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 I, I said, how do you get four of the funniest women in movies? Put them in a movie and, and make them not funny. funny. And make yeah. the funniest person in the movie Thor, Chris yeah. Hemsworth. Who steals yeah. the movie. But then he shit on it, and then he put his money where his mouth is, and he yeah. came up with Afterlife, and now he he's did. coming out with this. He's shown us what it could be. Ray Egon greater than Mulder and Scully. Fair. I always like Ghostbusters. Oh, absolutely. Anyway, so. Yeah, yeah, and it passed the seven-year-old test. Andy was super excited. I didn't tell him what it was. I just hit play on my phone. Oh, oh yeah? Well, what was his reaction? What? When he saw Act One, because he loves Ghostbusters. He's, he looks at me and goes, Heckin going to see that's his <laughs> and everything he's heckin. He's like, that's awesome. That looks heckin great. For the marbles. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, one more. Hey, guys, guess what? The strike is over. The actor Yay. strike is over. So uh, yeah, I heard that again. they made some concessions that weren't really appreciated, though, regarding the AI and stuff. I've I seen think, some posts from some of the actors. That's the thing is like when you elect the union, you're never going to get everybody on board with everything. I think yeah. they tried. I think they tried to lessen the bleeding as much as they possibly could. Yeah, but what does that mean? They're going to start filming again. So Marvel has shifted around the release dates for some of their movies. So Thunderbolts is now set for July of 2025. Heard they had to reshoot like half that thing. Uh, really? Blade. Oh boy. Delayed is delayed nine months, moving to November 7th of 2025. Good. It's the last one is looking terrible from what we heard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They keep changing what actors and directors. Oh, the director. They keep firing people because apparently no one knows how to fucking Blade movie. Just go watch the first movie and figure it out. It's not that hard. (laughs) Yeah. How could they not? Captain America. You had to make a horrible special. Get a horror director to do it for crying out loud. I actually like that idea. That's actually a really good idea. Captain America New World Order is uh, February 14th, 2025. That's the one. I'm sorry. That's the one they've been reshooting. Yeah. The new Captain America. We're, we're, we're going to get to that in a second. And oh, then... The notes. Um, what's the... Where's the last one? I don't know. I said Thunderbolts, Blade, Captain America, and then... And Deadpool. Th- oh, they released... Deadpool. Release dates for th- Deadpool 3. Is... Deadpool, Deadpool 3 is going to be perfect. I don't care what. It's fine. <laughs> Least I, don't see, I don't see the release date for Deadpool 3 in the, in the article. I just Fine. realized that. Move on. And then, of course, they're also now saying, okay, no, it does say the film, the only film still on the 2024 calendar is Deadpool. May 3rd, 2024. Good. Yeah. We need a break. Yeah, okay. And then there's no word on Fantastic Four yet because that was supposed to come out, but they haven't even started filming. It's moving. I, I... Yeah. They're going to need to reboot the Marvel Universe around Fantastic Four and the X Men. Thoughts on the Brave New World reshoots. We'll okay, 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, are uh, we there? Are we're we there? there. We're there because because that's one of the things I want to say is people will sit there and say, "Oh, a movie's in trouble because they're calling for major reshoots." We talk about reshoots all the time, though, and that's built into the Marvel process for making movies. They leave a lot of things open ended, and then as they need to change things, they do reshoots. And I feel like they're changing things now because of the shifting stuff around that they're going to change that movie in some way. Let's be real. They've had a bad year. A lot of their stuff is getting shit on. Superhero fatigue, as we'll talk about later, is a real thing. And they need a hit. I heard Batman 2 had a release date, too. Yeah, I did, too. I can't remember what it is, though. Here it is. Uh, October 2024. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, Kassan. Thanks, Kassan, for the drop-in. This doesn't look great. And I think this movie had a lot of stuff going against it to begin with. I just don't like Cap and Winter Soldier is not one of those things is, that's been talked about. People talk about Loki. People talk about WandaVision. People yeah. talk about She-Hulk. It's like as soon as Cap and Winter Soldier was done, we stopped talking about it. This is true because yeah, well, it ended horribly. It was, so. it was just very mediocre. I won't even say it ended horribly, but it ended horribly. It was just very. It, 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 like it, it ended any... with a. It ended with a Saturday morning like PSA. Basically, the show. I mean, the last thing we see in the movies is Cap giving the shield to Sam, and then. This was just a show about him accepting being Captain America, but it doesn't have an impact on really anything in the MCU. No, that it doesn't have day. an impact. It doesn't have an emotional impact on people at all. I mean, it didn't land like WandaVision. I don't know if it was because it was the first, but it really like grabbed people. Yeah, right? yeah. this one. Well, it, it was because you could feel her pain. Yeah, I mean, good. it was all about pain, and that grabs people. You know. Um, yeah, I don't know too if it's the fact that you had two guys trying to live up to Chris Evans was really good, right? Yeah. That's the problem we're in with these Marvel movies right now. Blade just be John Wick, but with vampires. Yes, yes. But that's <laughs> what it should be. I agree. Either that or just utter horror. So get an action guy or a heart. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, no, you're right though. I don't know. They've had a bad year, a really have, bad year. They've had a really yeah. bad year. It's not just them. DC's had a worse year, but like. They just they keep cranking out. Also, don't shield, don't steal shields, kids. Shields, yeah, kids fair. Yeah. <laughs> like I feel like this. Like, ever since we've had Disney Plus, which we were all really excited about at first, and the idea of constant Marvel shows was really good when I first heard it. But I feel like it. yeah, and I, I feel like the the quality of stuff has really taken a dump, right? Yeah, yeah. Drew says Falcon Winter Soldiers was six hours that could have been yeah. a two hour movie and that's the problem is these things aren't written to be TV these things are written to be movies without being edited because they said now they're big this well, we're going to have showrunners and we're going to do this like TV because they weren't doing it like that before so WandaVision is episodic so that works which is why it works mm-hmm. and I think Loki season 2 was very episodic as well the way they did it but right everything else felt like movies that were just chopped up what well, uh, um was it uh, She-Hulk was episodic, but it was yeah. trying to do a She-Hulk Ally McBeal thing. And it yeah, which again, that is what she, I get that is what She-Hulk is. And I don't think everything should be directed at me as a consumer. I accept that, but I just don't, but that being said, I don't care, you know? And, and they flubbed the end of that too. It's, and the end of She-Hulk is here and we've decided that she's going to break the fourth wall and just say, eh, screw this ending thing. And here's Scar. Goodbye. I like, love the, the ending of it. I'm probably one of the only people on the planet to do because I just love that concept of she just breaks the fourth wall, goes into the real world and is like, what the? I mean, it was, it was, this it is was my funny. show. Why is my cousin saving me? And I like that. It was funny, but it didn't like... I don't know. There, it was missing something. I, don't know. I just think that sometimes I think that with Mar- again with the comics too. I think what we're seeing is that there's a reason why Amazing Spider-Man has ran from 1962 to today. Yeah. Right. 
well, it's an A-list character that has A-list care A-list creators on it that has the A-list stories, right? And it stays in its lane. Yeah. The stuff that they do, like She-Hulk, it works for like when Byrne did it. Oh, this is really great. Oh, this is fun. This is fun. 20 issues later, it's over. Yeah. Stuff like that's meant to have like the stuff like that's always meant to have a short shelf life. Yeah. This Marvel TV things would be fine if the movies were delivering. And we haven't had anything. And the stuff that we have had hasn't really delivered, with the exception of Guardians 3, which was good, but it's not as it just mm. It's just not, it was good, but it wasn't Guardians 1. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, but not completely their fault because we've been through a pandemic and then the writer's strike and the actor's strike. So That's all before. Been- this, all, this stuff has all happened before. No movies, no good movie has come out since Spider-Man Far From Home. Far? What? Spider-Man with Aunt May dying. I can't ever keep him straight. No um, Way Home. No Way Home. Thank you. That's it. That's the last good, and that's a Sony movie. We haven't had... Yeah, we haven't had a good Marvel movie. A well, yeah, good but Spider Man Spider-Man, but Spider-Man No Way Home came out in 2021. That had already yes. been finished. But I know, John, but all this stuff, did... the writer's strike wouldn't affect what's going on now. The writer's well, strike no, yeah, 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 going yeah, on in a year. I'm saying, but what I'm saying is we're still feeling the effects of the what, pandemic. David, tell me, now. what great Marvel movie am I forgetting in the last two years? Go for it. I'm all ears. What good movie? What so good, what Randy's saying, yeah. What am I oh, missing? No good movie. With a question mark. What am I missing? Yeah. Yeah, good Marvel. movies. Do I Spider Verse is awesome. I'm just talking about what Marvel animate. What Marvel? Yeah, Spider Verse is Sony though. Yeah, we're like, talking that's, MCU. That's completely unrelated. I'm, I'm talking yeah. the MCU. Spider Verse is its own thing, and it looks Shang Chi. I never saw it. Came out direct to video, so it doesn't matter, and it's not part of anything. Yeah, it, it, that, and there's there's another problem. It's like why has that not made any kind of splash? And that came out in the- 2021 too. So again, that wasn't that they were finishing that up when the pandemic hit. But so it's it's like- the arrogance again. It's Marvel. Okay, look at all these C list guys we have that are cool. I don't want to read their books, man. Like stars drive. I'm sorry, man. Stars drive these things. At the and moment, we have this yeah. arrogance in thinking that no, it's the property that drives them. It's not. I'm sorry, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Spider Man. Those are A list characters. Black Panther. Knocked on the door of it, and because of unfortunate circumstances, it wasn't quite there. And I did, I take that back. You know, I did the Black Panther too, but it didn't. It just, it felt more like a closing of a chapter than it felt like part of the. But, even, but even there, they flubbed introducing Ironheart. They really like, did. Oh, and here's I Ironheart. I also Staple feel like I, the the movie. Yeah, I also feel if the stars could drive this. I don't like the Eternals would have done better, don't you think? I meant the stars of the comics because the people don't matter. Oh, oh like okay. the I mean the stars in like Captain America. The MCU has been terrible since No Way Home. Thank you, Chris. I agree. Like, it's, it has been. Like, I'd like to I argue with that, but I can't. I know? don't care I mean, about Shang-Chi. I don't. Like, I've never cared about Shang-Chi. He's fine when he shows up as, an, as so, a side character in somebody else's stuff. So, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is decent, but again, it's also the like end it. of the, their story. And you had a villain that was, like, very mustache twirly and didn't quite stick the way yeah. it did make people hate i mean that they did make people hate because nobody likes hurting animals like i, I mean, liked it cute fuzzy animals no. i liked it but it doesn't it really felt like james gunn saying fuck you to marvel with the entire movie yeah this is a goodbye or no it's like a fuck you is because it was a goodbye but at the same time it's a goodbye with like a this i i so, totally agree yeah. I, I everything it's funny i, I say this now you're going to be blown away by my review in about the next couple minutes but yeah I don't, I, I don't think I'll be so. Well, speaking of that, then I think we should take a real quick break. Yeah. We'll come back with our main topic. Carol Danvers, Captain Rambo, Kamala Khan. What are you seeing? 
she's entangled our powers. Okay, okay, okay. Follow my lead. Ready. If you could trade places with your favorite hero. Switch! What would you do? Drop high school. Don't do that. The Marvels. Rated PG-13. In theaters November 10th. After these messages, we'll be right back. I love the cats, and that's hilarious. <laughs> Did you? That was part of the promo with the cats in it. Yeah, yeah, the cats were already in that. That was a commercial from the. That's TV. awesome. All right, all right. As we always do before we get into the Marvels, we'll talk some of the numbers. So this is weird. This is the first time I've gotten conflicting box office numbers over on. How conflicting? Yeah. So the budget is. It are saying between two seventy four and two nineteen. Uh, million was the budget now, swing on wikipedia they're saying that it made 110 million so far but on box office mojo they're saying 88.5 million worldwide at this point so randy's, which was randy's right that's exactly what i mean by that he boiled it down into one sentence rocket is gun high e okay yeah, high evolutionary is marvel yeah 100 yeah. yeah. oh wait please leverage jay what uh, that's in- what what randy said i'm not gonna okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna move on that's 100 percent what he said okay yeah. so yeah so i'm not sure what the like box office mojo is usually pretty accurate so i'm gonna go with their 88 million it was predicted 85 was the original prediction so it actually over because everyone so the predictions that would bring in 85 if it brings in 88 that's it actually out not by much but it actually outperformed it slightly yeah. still not a great opening weekend for a marvel no Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score is a 62%, but the audience score is an 84%. That's about right, I think. And then, of course, we did our patented Twitter poll for this movie. We actually got a lot of votes on this one, too, we, uh, more than we've gotten in a while. That's because it's um, in the movie. Girls are in the movie. People get all worked up. What did you think of the Marvels? The four choices were best of the MCU. It was okay, not the best. It was meh. It was terrible. The... I hate those choices. <laughs> I will say that every time. Then you come up with the poll next time. How about it was good? It doesn't have to be the best. Like, it was okay and it was meh are the same thing. Yeah. That's in your opinion. That's not how I feel. Meh and okay? What? Okay. All right. So the lowest one (laughs) at 9.4% was it's best of the MCU. Coming in at second place at 15.6% was it was meh. 21.9% it was terrible. And it was good, not the best, came in at 53.1%. There. You happy? No. As I'm saying it. Okay. Um, okay. Can I, I just say, say nothing, nothing is going to be the best ever. Not ever? I agree with that. How to train your dragon. Okay. You shut your mouth. So, <laughs> best ever. I just want it to be good. The idea, the idea, Randy, is for a while, and this has stopped at this point, is every time a new Marvel movie came out, people would get online and rave and go, <laughs> it's the best thing ever. So that's why I started doing that in the poll. That's where that came from. Christopher said... Yeah, and we're not the only poll that does The Marvel actually surprised me. I actually didn't think that it was hot garbage. Hot I garbage. enjoyed <laughs> the movie more than I thought. Well, this garbage is rather cold. <laughs> we also got a couple comments, which kind of sums up, I think, a little bit. Certainly not the best. Is better than hot garbage? I don't, <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I can't decide what's, what's, what's the next know. step up from hot garbage? Uh, Lightly Andrew, warm garbage? And well, room temperature I, garbage is gross too. Like deep fried garbage? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. That actually might fix garbage if you deep fry it. <laughs> okay. So Andrew Dite, who's at, at Angry Digit over on uh, X, said 
Did you just say Andrew Dice Clay? No, right, D I G H T. Oh, sorry. Certainly not the best. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three gets that for this year, but better than okay. Genuine warmth and chemistry with the three leads, good balance and humor and drama. Probably Marvel's first movie for the family. For, for the family, okay. Progresses the Marvel narrative too. And then Tim Hayes, who's at T Joe Marjorie over on X, said, "Truth feels like Marvel's just slapped these IPs together." Because it was tr- to try to make as much money as the IPs. No one likes them as much as they can milk from it. Marvel just repurposing its trash and selling it to us as new content at this point. The Marvels is feminist. Wonder who he's going to vote for oh. next year. Okay, so, okay, wait, right, hold on, hold on. Go ahead, hit the button. <clears throat> what are you doing? Uh, we don't do that here. But I think those two comments sum up a lot of what I've read online about it people are like oh it was really good and then other people are like oh i think it's just hot garbage i think you only needed two choices for that poll quite frankly because there is not going to be a lot of yeah it was all right hot garbage smells cold garbage is less fair uh, okay fair. You, you, you okay got it, you yeah. win that makes perfect <laughs> sense i don't see a lot of people going yeah it's okay with this one yeah all right so let's do it then let's real quick non-spoiler go around the room Give our initial thoughts uh, of this movie. And John, you are the most recent viewer of the movie. So I'm going to let you go first. Finished the movie two hours ago. Or no, at this point, three hours. I liked it. I did. I liked it. I think there was a better movie in there with stuff on the cutting floor because it was such a short movie. And I think that the problem is that they were... It's funny. Every time they have a problem, they do the exact opposite to fix it. And I think this one, it's, we got to make it shorter and tighter and and cut out the fat so people aren't bored. And what they did was they cut out the good part, the parts that would make the movie better. But otherwise, it's a good movie. I like it. And Camilla Khan, or the woman? Kamala Khan. Yeah, Kamala Khan. Iman Vellani, she held this movie. She's like the MVP of this movie. So that's my thoughts. All right, JD. I really liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I went into this with no expectations, expecting to be super cold to it. Actually, as a lie, I can't do both. I had no expectations, but feared that's how I would feel because that's how I've been on most everything. Had a date night with the wife, and I laughed quite a bit. I found myself entertained by it. Chris's comments, right? Brie Larson, for the first time in these movies, comes off with charm and likability because you get a better director in there. And you know what? It was fun. Is it as good as the Avengers? No. Is it better than anything I think we've gotten since the last Spider-Man movie? Yeah. And I actually liked it. And I love the Guardians movies. They're very special for me. But like I said, like there was a very bitter taste in that last Guardian movie that this one didn't seem. And it didn't seem as frivolous. And I don't know, man. I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And maybe I just walked. I Because I text. I immediately shot Dave a message after the post-credit sequence. Because I love the post-credit sequence with all of my heart. And I think maybe I'm just in a good mood because of that. But I just, I enjoyed it. All right. I've had the longest to marinate on this movie. When I walked out, I was like, okay, I didn't hate it. However, this movie has a lot of issues. None of it's the acting. I thought Brie Larson is the most likable as Captain Marvel in this movie that she's been in anything else. Yeah. Kamala Khan carries this movie. 100%. She's great. She yeah. is that... She's going to go far. She is a great actress. So talented. Yeah. Comedic timing is great. Oh, yeah. Her timing is excellent. She's got a good future. The past hour has been you in a good mood. Has been you in a good mood? I don't know. 
no, uh, no, but but she's saying to me, and in a good. But you've had the most things to yell about this episode. That is um, me in a good mood. Um, <laughs> but so it's not a it's not a great movie, but it's not a horrible movie, and that's why I'm like so conflicted. I think on it's how a to little bit this. better than just not horrible. I agree with John on that one. I think I probably liked it more than anybody else here, which surprised me. I liked it better than Captain Marvel. I liked it a lot better than Captain Marvel. Oh yeah, no, oh, a little bit better. It's than a that, lot yeah. better than the first one. Yeah, yeah, I agree. With that that's without without saying. All right, so that's that is our initial thoughts. Everyone who is watching who hasn't seen the movie and doesn't want spoilers, why are you here? Is, why yeah, <laughs> why are you here? You can bail. Um, or uh, if you're listening to it, whatever, go see the movie and come back and finish watching it later. Um, but here we go. You've been warned. We're going into spoiler territory. And I'm going to say the first thing is that I feel like was an issue with this movie. You can tell it was cut to hell. There were definitely a lot of things cut out of this movie because yeah. the beginning I felt when they first doing start doing the switching felt a little bit like a hot mess because they switch. And then a second later, they're all back where they were. And like, you don't see how that happened. There's no explanation. It was like, what just happened? It didn't you know? mean the slightest. I guess maybe I have a soft spot for this because uh, that's right out of Captain Marvel comic books. That was Roy Thomas's Marvel and Rick Jones is when yeah, Marvel yeah, yeah. would use the that's quantum a... bands and Rick Jones. Oh, I have no I have issue with which them is, using that. Which is an off, which is a play on Billy Batson and the original Captain Marvel. So I like that stuff. I don't know, man. I was always taught to think between the gutters, so I didn't like. So I didn't need to see them coming back. I just made sense that they kept bouncing around to me. I can't say you're wrong. I just can say that it didn't bug me. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Can we actually first talk about... Let's, whatever, man. Your show. <laughs> it's our show. No, actually, this is the real issue, and it's something that, like, my girlfriend brings this up all the time, and it's true. And we talk about this, the barrier to entry. And I said... You they, know, yeah, I agree with you. I know you're going with this. Continue. And I said, when they do these Marvel shows, and it's part of the MCU, are you going to have to watch the shows to understand who these characters are when they start mm -hmm. popping up in the movies? Mm -hmm. Hundred percent. You there is no way you understand who Kamala Khan is or, or Monica, Monica Rambo yeah. are in this without have seen WandaVision and Miss mm -hmm. Marvel. And that is a big issue. And I went by myself and I told her about that and she's like, I'm so glad mm -hmm. I didn't see it because I would have been pissed off. Who are these characters and what's going on? On the bright side though, those are two of the best Disney Plus shows that came out. And oh, right. the most likely that people have seen them. But that's that's not a bug. That's a feature. This is what and I've said this yeah. many times. This is what they want it to be. And for a while, Chris, I think it would have worked because it was explained later. Yeah, they explain it, but like it really is. You don't really get an explanation. Like they talk about it, but they don't even give you like a uh, like in Spider Verse, right? Great example. Okay, okay one last time. Or they quickly do the uh, origin. Yeah, we don't get anything like that here. Again, that's not a bug. That's a feature. I get it. I it's like the old comics where it's like, oh, you want to know more about this? Go yeah. read this issue. You want to know more about Kamala Khan? Go watch your show on Disney+. And like the more, it's funny, because what made Marvel great at first was like, it was like reading comics, right? But now it feels like reading comics. Where it's a lot of homework. <laughs> like it's, the, the, it's both the positive and the negative of it. It's like, why do we have to reboot universes all the time? Because of stuff like this. There's a lot of baggage. We've gotten to there with the MCU. It's 15 years, man. There's a lot of baggage in this stuff. Yeah. But I don't disagree because I thought the same thing. This is the first time I was like, man, you need to know what's going on before you walk into this movie. Yeah. Because Miss Marvel was the second to last 
least popular Marvel show, and that yeah, but it was good. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah, the problem is by the time she came, that that show came along, people had a bad taste from some of the other stuff mm-hmm. and didn't watch it. But it's but, but do we night. really know the numbers on that though? Because I don't think Disney well, lie about something. I Disney's not going to lie and say this is wasn't popular. They're going to lie yeah. and say, oh, everyone was great. Yeah, if, if anything, it's worse right. than what Disney but, but, told us. But just anecdotally, the ones I know people have watched the most are WandaVision. That and uh, was it and Miss Marvel and there was one other that was that like everybody watched Loki. Oh yeah, Loki. The thing that so makes that's it. That the one that th- the thing that makes Kamala Khan the actress Miss Marvel works. She's she's the female version of Peter Parker and in, in not in the everything goes wrong for her sense, but in the she's excited, enthusiastic about being a hero, and she oh, makes and it you works so well. She makes you happy about it. She doesn't brood. Yeah. Like Carol Danvers, this version of Carol Danvers is very broody, except that one part. But she like broods a lot, and Kamala Khan's having a blast, which Trent, which really comes across. You could really tell she really enjoys the work she's doing, and like she loves the character in real life. And they, it just, they've, yeah, it, it but to say, like she loved the character, that's why she auditioned, and mm-hmm. yeah, and um, she just it radiates off her. She's great. And I can't remember the name of the actress that plays Monica Rambeau, but she's good in it too, man. Doesn't have quite as much to do until the end, but uh, you know, t- she's good Tiana in it too. Paris, by the Thank way. Thank you. Tiana, yeah. She's solid in this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She yeah, is. But, but again, you, it feels like there's more stuff on the cutting floor of the interaction between them to make you feel. I'll be honest with you, man. I was perfectly fine with that 100 minute superhero movie. I've gotten leery of three hour superhero movies. I didn't need a three hour, but they could have. That's what they give us. Minutes. Well, I felt good. I felt good at the end of it. I don't but here, feel but here's, like I missed Here's the thing. They gave us a movie that was initially, I felt they wanted it to be big in scope, but then they decided to cut it down. And I think it lost something like I don't know. I think it's the right call, to be honest with you. I think a lot of these movies, everything if everything is epic, nothing is epic. Right? And I think this movie felt maybe we don't need to be epic with it. And maybe we just try to do something fun. And I agree. I, I would you guys hey, okay. the they movie? wanted to steal the sun. That's yeah, but it's comic booky stuff, man. <laughs> epic is when it comes to that stuff, everything is epic. I actually I, the drama, I heard a, drama I, stuff. I heard a criticism of the movie today and I'm like, oh I didn't even think of that. What did I say? It's the plot of space balls. Oh, no, it was. I've heard that one, too. Yeah. I didn't even think about it till you just said that. 100% but, but, a lot of space balls. But look, but Randy said 98, so it's 98% thermometer and then 80% average audience score, which Good. is actually, I, I feel that's reverse. But, oh, uh, Kamala, but then Christopher says Kamala Khan makes Carol Danvers better. And yeah. I agree with that. I, I totally agree, agree with that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what really hurt Brie Larson. Is that one? She's again epic. Like everything in Miss and in, in Captain Marvel is trying to justify her in this, excuse me, godlike role. Because Miss Captain Marvel's a god, right? She is. Yeah. She went and restarted a freaking sun during yeah. this. She's like more powerful than Superman. She mm-hmm. has got godlike powers. And when establishing that, a character like that, it's hard to have tethers to the real world. And they, mm-hmm. not just stakes, but tethers to the real world make you feel something. And they tried that with the Maria and, and Monica stuff in that first movie. And sometimes you just need to say, this is what's missing. Sometimes you need to see it's what I agree with Randy on this one. I thought it was fine. Like, it was the personal relationships. And what'd you guys think of the villain? Again, that, um, that's something I feel like there's more on the cutting floor that we didn't see. She felt but she had a real motivation. 
it wasn't just another character with the same powers as the protagonist and blah, 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 and I need power. It was, she was trying to save her home world. Yes, but she literally had the exact same weapon that Kamala Khan had on her arm. And I, well, and she yeah, had, she, she had a, and an accuser's who's, hammer. Who's the actress that played her? She had a really interesting look. She had a really interesting look to her. Like she did the crazy. That, well. uh, Zawe Ashton. Yeah. What, she, what else has she been in? She's familiar. I, I felt uh, she I was, know. I thought she was a little over the top. Scenery. It's in the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah. Chewing the scenery. Okay, mustache, a little mustache twirling. A little mustache twirling. A little mustache yeah. twirling. But she had a real motivation. She, she did have real motivation. I think it would have worked better if they played up their relationship between I, her and Captain okay. Marvel. Okay, and again, just, that's what's up probably on the cutting floor, right? Disagree. The crux of this film is the relationship between the three of them, our three protagonists, right? This is the relationship that the movie is built upon. So I think in a movie like this, you need... That's Tom Hiddleston's wife. wife. I think in a movie like this, you need to have a mustache twirling villain. Because you do, the last thing you want to get Megan has gone from suck to blow in the greatest line of the movie. <laughs> I know, right? I think you need... I think that your villain can be a little bit more one note. I get it because it was something she was... Yeah, oh, she was the, Randy said Tom Hiddleston's bed, and then he said get it because it was something... She oh, Oh, yeah, you missed. I missed that one. Sorry, it's a Randy joke. <laughs> no, I think that works here because we want. Sometimes villains overshadow heroes because they get so much more to do. I was. I, and I, this I, is a movie where that can't happen. I will agree with you. Like making her. I'm sorry. Essentially, she's a terrible villain in this movie. It's <laughs> oh, very, she sucks big time. Very she's awful. Yeah, she's, and she's think... very inconsequential by the end. You don't care that she dies. You just don't. Yeah, I, and... but that, again, that's the problem of there. They probably was more. You, you can feel the cuts in this movie. But there I was probably more on the cutting floor to make you can't, feel some. You can't make every villain a Loki, right? Like, exactly. Nor should you. Nor should you. Yeah. Like I think this is a villain that had a chance to overshadow this triumvirate story, and you can't have that. In but this movie, this movie is about to... the relationship yeah. of the three main leads. Yeah, the antagonist of this film is more. It, 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 like it's more of a reflection on Carol's mistakes than anything. So which here, apparently she killed, I don't even know she killed the Supreme intelligence in the first Captain Marvel movie and it got cut. Cause they showed that. I'm like, I don't remember this at all. That's cause it got so cut. That, that was like stuff that they cut out of the first one. I think that was literally the first so probably that they had, for that. which is weird because that's the entire crux of this sequel. And you cut that from the original movie. And that's and a it, weird choice. Here's the thing, right? You were talking about the, the first Captain Marvel movie and she's a God and mm -hmm. they don't do anything in that movie. In my opinion, to humanize her. To I agree 100%. Her, That's to make problem. you sympathize with her. This like the movie, first movie was a problem. They, they tried that with her friends. Like her relationship with Maria and, and the relationship with Monica. They try to humanize her, but they fail miserably is the problem. Right? There is no human stakes in the film. Also because, and I think, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again, and it's because of the problems with the MCU and putting her movie in the 90s, is she leaves at the end. She gets her memories back. Here's her family. And she's like, I'm going. Goodbye. And it was like, that is, I felt, is what hurt her the most in that movie. Well, we, we also... This we movie, also, they now explain yeah. why she's been gone so long, well, and it humanizes her. We've I also agree. commented that one scene in Endgame, if she had even 50% of the personality she had in just that one scene in Endgame with Peter Parker, in her own movie, it would have been much better. Like, they brought out just... She has charm. She's an M. What? She's won an Oscar, right? Okay. Okay. So Wait, hold she's on. She's not hold a on. bad actress. 
Brie Larson not. not a bad actress. It's, a, it's not a great performance, though, in the first cast. That, look, I don't think anybody argued that. Again, but I'm going to say, I don't have any yeah. issue with Brie Larson. I have an issue with that movie. and that yeah, it's not a great movie. It was the direction. Yes. Yeah. So, Kassan says, it's not the cut. It's the fact that every villain is guaranteed to fail or die. A common writing advice is to write each character as if they're the main character, even villains. What Kassan says is he wants to see the villains succeed and win at the end yeah. of their movies. So go watch yeah. Infinity War and you can watch Thanos win at the end of that and then you'll be happy. But that's what gives you stakes <laughs> and what gets people invested, right? If you don't know that the, the protagonist is going to win every time, then you get really invested on, okay, is, are they going to die this time? Is or whether, Who are they going to lose this right. time? But again, like we need, that's what made, that's what made Endgame or Infinity, Infinity War. 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 Thank you. War, because no, we didn't expect it because you do take it for granted. And sometimes, like I said, every movie, we get enough of that in real life. I agree with Randy. That, thank you, Randy. That's I the don't point need of superheroes. That, I don't need that in a superhero movie. So again, I was fine with this one. I don't think, I don't think we needed that in this movie, especially when the crux of this movie is these three people trying to figure out how they work together. And I think they stuck the landing for the most part with oh, the, yeah. the relationship. Okay. That's what's, what's going to make this movie work either work or not. The scene when they, three of them. the scene when they crash land on the planet and she explains the destroyer name and annihilator, annihilator yeah. to Monica and like why she hasn't been around. That's the crux of the movie. That's the most important scene i think in the whole movie to me anyway because oh. it humanizes that character and finally grounds her mm -hmm. which is something she's been lacking but i feel like i don't know there's uh, what we got okay there's two things about this movie that really bother me good let them okay two scenes and i know john's gonna get upset about the one but the first one is the musical planet like it feels thrown in it doesn't work for me. And it probably wasn't because there's more of that on the cutting room floor. That's what I'm saying. Can I tell you why I like that scene? Okay. Sure. It's Bollywood. Oh, I was hoping that Camilla Khan was going to do like, she, of, of all of them, her culture, she would have been like person. She was into it originally. Yeah, you could see her in the... Like, yeah, Chris. So yeah. Like, like, I think that works because Kamala Khan is there and because we steered so hard in the Pakistani uh, slash Indian culture in the Miss Marvel show that I think it's a nod to her, even though it's really Carol's kind of story there. It really gives us a chance just to show Kamala and Kamala see her hero do something that she would associate. And that's why that scene really worked for me. Cause that's a big, I don't know if you guys ever know many Indian people or Pakistani people. I, I work Bolly with Bollywood's huge. Oh yeah. Bollywood right? is huge. Yeah. And that's a big, that's a ball. That's a Bollywood scene. So for her to click with that, seeing her hero doing this again, one, I think that also it didn't, that also, I think is Dave brought a good point about how that human, the, the scene where she talks about her emotions, humanized her. I thought this humanized her even more too, is we got to see her being silly and in a way that endeared her to Kamala. So that whole know, thing I, really I, worked for me I also and it was stupid. I like stupid. It was weird. Well, she's feeling the moment or something. I hated the that. joke. I hated the joke. I can't remember the prince's name. He could understand them talking because he's bilingual. He's, he's bilingual. I, I laughed. I, I laughed uh, out loud. Prince Jan. It was Prince Jan. I laughed. And his park Yeah. It, it made me chuckle. I liked yeah. it. That was good. That was. I, I, not, I laughed out loud. She doesn't laugh out loud. I, I think the other. I think the other issue was with that whole sequence. And again, this is not. This is immaterial. This is one of those nitpicky things is the randomness of their 
power switching didn't feel as random as it should have been. And when they finally learn how to quote unquote control them and they're in that fight and she goes, tag me in and they switch. How did they know Kamala wasn't going to show up instead of Captain Marvel? Because the montage taught us that they trained. Yes. Him to do it. Yeah, it was a training montage. We're it was literally a training montage. That's the same as any, like, how do we know that Danielson really gets good at karate? Because the montage <laughs> told us. How yeah, do we know right. that Rocky Balboa got really strong other than mm. the clear steroids that he took to get in that shape? Like, the montage told us. Like, montages serve a function. The, the function of a montage is to alleviate time and to get us where we need to go in a quick amount of time. So they trained their powers. It's literally the scene. I don't know. I It, it just, from, it bothered me because it, it, I feel like it wasn't as, it was as random as the writers needed to be. And I get it. It's a writing trope, but it just, I don't, it didn't work for me. I, I get that it didn't work for you, but it wasn't like they ignored it. Like they literally built a scene around it and said it to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah so like, you like because of the beastie boys Is that i like the beast. i don't love the beastie boys but i like <laughs> can, the beastie boys I, I, ask... I thought the montage worked just fine a training montage is a staple of film culture captain marvel drew says captain marvel has a 30-year backstory that her partners and us don't know about she did something to win over the song yeah she i, I agree with that like she shows up there and she's a princess and again that it's weird i find that sequence make her feel more special than anything else i've seen in any of the movies with her in it that that scene could have used an anime backstory flashback, like just to show a quick. You always got to tie it back. You always got to tie it back. No, I don't. I, I like that. I don't know what happened. And Something then the other happened. That's all we need to know. That's fine. and then the other thing that didn't work for me. And again, it's because I feel like these things were done just for humor, not for to move the story forward in a meaningful way. Was the whole flirting sequence? Oh no, That's I love the yeah, I knew. humor. Yeah, I, I can't argue that. Because it I was like, the there, there's a couple of reasons it doesn't work for me. All of a sudden, these eggs are appearing. They don't explain where they're coming from, which fine. It's a movie, whatever. They it was convenient. They, they said they were just the, appearing on the there. cat laid them. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Was Goose. the cat laying them or they make, or were they? Who was the cat laying? Who slayed them? Yeah. Okay, fine. Who's sitting on one at one point? Yeah. It, oh, you, I, you saw I when they took it out. The mom, they, the mom says she looks fat. Yes. Mm-hmm. I do remember that. Yeah, okay, because yeah. she's, she's pregnant with eggs. She's laying eggs all over. Okay, so fine. Which how did? No, oh, it's stupid. Don't get me wrong. I will not. I will not say they made it was pure but comedy. Then, and not arguing that one bit. And then what happened is, okay, I fine. They have a plan. The, the cats are smaller. The florkins are smaller than the humans, and they have the interdimensional pockets inside them. So if they swallow them, they can all fit in the escape module. And yet, everyone's running away, scared. Oh no! But it's and all the heroes are being like. No, let them eat them. Do you want to get eaten? With with that very calm PA thing going, please don't run from the Forkins. Let them eat. Would you want to get eaten by that tentacle cat monster? (laughs) I don't know. It just, it just, it was, I don't know. It It was comedy. I'm not going to argue with it. I can't defend it. It It was done just for the sake of comedy. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, and that's okay sometimes. The mom says your cat is pudgy. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. I said, can I have an awesome if it was animated? By Kamala Khan, animated the X-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's actually interesting too. That would be a real, really good idea. I would like this too. That's actually a good call, Chris. Mm-hmm. Drew says it seemed like the only switch to using powers, and it seemed the plan was for Captain and Ray to use their powers, so Mrs. couldn't be switched out. But the Miss Marvel shouldn't be switching at that point. I don't know. I'm lost. Drew. He, apparently, Drew came up with an explanation on his head on why the switching <laughs> wasn't as random as it seemed. Can Can I ask a question that didn't have time to explain it to everyone? 
There was an announcement on the There was an announcement made yeah, over yeah. the loudspeaker, which is yeah. And Kamala is standing there next to one person saying, it's fine, let them eat you. And they're like, Dave, are you going to let a cat with tentacle mouth eat you? Even yes. if someone says you're going to be fine. Yes. That's the most human thing in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. When you see a tentacle monster coming after you, unless unless you're in Even an hentai, you're, sure. you're running away from that. If you're an hentai, you're running towards it. That's why Miss um, Marvel was regulated to the scarf. I don't get that part. I don't get nope. it. Either. I'm not that smart, Randy. You got to break that one down to me. Oh, to the scarf. She was using the scarf as a weapon instead. Where the, you know, the Marvel's uh, review? You've seen this movie 32 times before. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah. I'm fine. Right. Sometimes I've had pizza a lot too. I like pizza. Okay. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of the argument of, oh, it's another Marvel movie. Like, I know okay. what I'm getting at this point. Yeah. I just want to be, if I'm going to see a Marvel movie this point, I just want it to be entertaining. And this time I was entertained. Go ahead, so, Okay. Did this movie happen before? Was it Invasion or after? Because if it happened, yeah, if no, there's an important question because he brings okay. his wife to the space station with him at the end of Secret Invasion, and well, just his whole demeanor too. Whose wife? Oh, he's a completely Dave. different character between mm-hmm. the between Secret Invasion. Fury, uh, Nick Fury. Fury. Oh, Nick Fury is a completely a, different character. Every okay, I think as a society we've all agreed that Secret Invasion sucked monkey ass, and so we should never talk about it again. That that's it. <laughs> if it happened, if Invasion happened before this then it makes no sense because he's happy-go-lucky and you don't see Remember, this movie was supposed to come out earlier, so I do think it was supposed to be before. And if it happens before, okay, that makes more sense. But I'm with JD, though. We should just all agree that Secret Revenge Um, didn't happen. I can say say that superhero fatigue is real if the movies are not good. The problem is the movies have not been good. Drew says... Disney Plus isn't canon. Yeah, it is. Or Kamala and Monica Rambeau wouldn't yeah, yeah. have been in this movie. We have two right. characters exactly. whose entire backstory is loaded into the DC, into Disney Plus. And I yeah. can say Superhero Fatigue isn't real when the movie, when the stories are going for this epic, everything has to be big and everything has to be huge. And again, this does have that story, but we have a Bollywood musical in the middle of it that makes me entertained. Like at the end of the day, if I'm having a good time, I don't feel fatigued anymore. Yeah. This didn't make me feel fatigued. The idea of sitting down and watching six hours of Loki makes me want to run my face into a wall. It does. I will never watch that show. I'm so sick. And yet it's so Disney good. Plus I, I just, it's, I, no, it, I know. I'm tired. I'm tired of giving Disney plus all this attention. Right? I get it. Just give me I like a hundred minutes. Yeah. This movie's a hundred minutes long and it's fun. And okay. there's no like giant, there is no giant sticks. I like that. There's no the giant sticks. It was just entertaining for a hundred minutes. What I'm saying is that those two scenes, those two sequences were played for comedy as opposed to being yeah, they 100% were. important 100% pieces. Were. And it was mm-hmm. just like, I don't know. I think, the, I think the Bollywood, the singing stuff would have worked better if they revisited it uh, somehow or went back to it somehow. But just doing it the once and then boom, we're done with it. I, and it just it felt cheap to me. Yeah, It didn't bug me. I think they didn't have enough. Like I, it felt like yeah, it felt it. like there was more, and was I was there? miserable the whole time. Our whole cut of the Snyder cut thing was like, well, I oh, guess yeah, yeah, yeah. terrible. It wasn't like it was a fun four hours. I'm never doing it again. <laughs> oh come on, the Norwegian choir sniffing his, what a weird his fucking shirt movie. was just fine. What a right? weird fucking movie that was. <laughs> I love that you didn't remember that. We were talking but, about it not that long ago. The girls sniffing the sweater and they're no memory. Them. I hadn't that movie had so little impact on me that I forgot ninety percent of it the second I sat up from the seat. I still haven't watched Andrew yet either. 
Nah, I I not yet either. I didn't like Cassian Endor all that much in Rogue One, so I'm like, I don't. Andor's everyone says everyone says Andor's really good. I just didn't love. The, I didn't. I have no desire to see it. Me neither. I didn't like any of the characters in Rogue One. I still maintain that if that ending doesn't happen in Rogue One, people forget about it. The ending of Rogue One is fantastic. All right, Chris, what made, has, has a great well, point here. Yeah, go ahead. Because what made phase what made phase one work was self contained stories that had small tie to bigger story. Chris, I, I couldn't disagree. I couldn't agree with you more. Like yeah. I agree, hundred percent. Everything felt insulated. I guess that's what I liked about this is that it felt insulated and it didn't tie to anything the largest scope. There was nothing about Kang or the TVA or any of this other stuff or nothing, no, no Thunderbolt stuff hanging over this. It was just stupid. And I just enjoyed okay. watching someone be stupid. On the Disney Plus shows, it seems if they don't think it's worthy of a theatrical release, it gets a six-hour show. I can't is, argue that one bit. But the funny thing is, like, when you think about it, it's like, it's not worth a two-hour movie, but it's worth a six-hour TV show. I, I, I can't argue <laughs> And again, it worked well with WandaVision. I think yeah. WandaVision, yeah. they understood that. They understood that assignment, and that was really good. A lot of the rest of them, yeah, everyone's well, saying everyone's You need a storyline that's going to support I, a six-hour show. Here, we haven't had a lot of those. Yeah. But yeah, you know what was great? You know what did? Daredevil. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Luke Cage. Randy saying Andor is awesome. Slow, though. Yeah, I can't. I don't want to sit through something that's slow that's I'm Star Wars. tired of slow, man. Everything is so slow-moving. Everything. All right. But then again, so I liked I liked Ahsoka, but God, that was slow too. Parts of it, yeah, yeah, it but I'm, it was better than most, though. I agree. And I know that. everybody says Andor. I haven't seen Andor yet, but everybody says yeah. it's great. I everyone says pick it up at some point. But right, we're talking about the Marvels. I'm good. Fuck the Marvels. Let's talk about the post-credit sequences. Okay, wait okay. a minute. <laughs> oh wait, is that the whole reason you're happy about this movie? Hundred percent. Okay, no, there, there's part of it. There's, there's part one of it. more I'm thing like, though. At the end, one thing that bugs me about this movie, at the end, Kamala gets both bangles. Okay, right? But in the very end scenes, when she's coming off the ship, she's only got one. And they never say, they never show or say anything about the other bangle again. I would have thought she would have kept it. When did she take it off? Where's the second bangle? What happened to it? Because if she's got both quantum bands, that makes her one of the most powerful beings in that freaking universe because she can traverse to other universes. Now. Wait, what are you, are you talking about at the end of the movie? Yeah. At the very least, they could have at least made sure that she had both bangles when she came off the ship at the end. I You're, right. They could, You're right. What happens to the second one? Because yeah. Or they could have shown wow. the bangle being shipped off into... A, a Disney warehouse and set right next to the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> Something like that. But th we don't see it. And if no, she had true. both bangles, he, she, that makes her pretty much one of the I most powerful beings in the universe. What? I jump on and say, Jay, say fuck the Marvel. Though I actually like the Marvel's Frosty. Yeah. I was just making a joke because I want to talk about the post-credit, but now and, we have to keep talking about this. Um, and this goes yeah. the post-credit scene because Binary there had both bangles from that universe. You didn't Stop. notice it because you're too busy going, that's binary. I see this. Stop. But she had Stop. both bangles. Stop. What? Don't care. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's a flaw. That's a flaw. It, yeah. But it, I don't care anymore. I don't care anymore about the bangles. All right, all right, all right, all right. Unless we're all talking right. about Manic Monday. Yeah, right, I know. I, was gonna, about... I, I knew that was coming. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll, 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 let's talk about the things that you want to talk about real quick. It is Sunday. It's my fun day. Yeah. The, the first one being the very end of the movie. We finally got what? No, I'm singing the bangles. We finally got the something House, we've, right? the setup for yeah. something we've been talking about forever. We get Kamala sitting, waiting, and Kate Bishop shows up, and 
basically invites her to join the Young Avengers. We've been 23. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That was good. <laughs> yeah, a little like exciting, but uh, maybe a little too late. I don't know. Like, I feel like they maybe a little too late. I feel like I've been sitting on this for a long time. Yeah, I feel like better get one to Fury and Shang Chi. Better do something with Shang Chi because I don't care. Yeah, I, he's like a non-issue at this point. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. It was a gag. So I read someone goes, "Well, how would she know exactly what Nick Fury said?" I'm like, "Shut up! It's a gag for us. Like, yeah. it's a gag." Um, yeah, could be fun. All I'm gonna say is they better work out Elizabeth Olsen's contract if we're gonna go with Young Avengers. Yeah, because we gotta have the twins. Gotta yeah. have the twins. Well, the twins are coming, but I want to see the redemption of Wanda. That's they're, like the crux of the Young Avengers. They're yeah. already they're scheduled back. to be in some yeah, of the coming. upcoming stuff. They are. They're coming back. Yeah. New people playing them. They're gonna age yeah. them up because they have to. Yeah. So yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, cool. Okay. Okay. From the moment she says that she's gonna be stuck in an alternate reality, I looked at my wife and I said, Fox Universe. And she went, The fuck are you talking about? I said, She's going to the Fox Universe. Right. And then they repair it and she's stuck. And I'm like, Fox Universe. I just knew it. I just I felt it in my core. And then she wakes up and she sees her mom. And I'm like, Oh, this is cool. Let's see where this is going. And then all of a sudden, Dr. Fraser Crane starts talking to us and I mark out a 12 year old and you see the beast right and And it's not Kelsey Grammer makeup it's a CGI beast CGI Kelsey Grammer let's be honest he's old right now and that's probably the way they should have done the beast in the first place to be honest with you so perfectly fine they didn't have the technology back then but you were thinking cancerverse oh they can't that's deep continuity cuts man the cancerverse that might actually come someday but I don't want that right now that's heavy that's too heavy for this movie yeah but then we see that they're in the X mansion, right? Yeah. The one from the 20th century Fox movies. Yeah. And her mom is in this universe. It, what's her first name though? Not Maria. Monica Rambo. Maria Rambo is binary. Who of course mm-hmm. was Carol Danvers. When Roger Stern wrote a terrible story about her and Chris Claremont yeah. decided to pick up the pieces and turned her into binary. Cause he didn't have Phoenix anymore and needed a super powerful woman. Yeah. Right? I remember hearing about Cause Chris Claremont, Likes to do stuff like that. So I'm on board. We're getting the fucking X-Men. They, after two years, two and a half years of being teased with the 20th century Fox X-Men. Because remember, I was really pissed off with Ralph Boner. If you guys recall that when we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Years. Ralph Boner, right. Yeah. Infuriated with Ralph Boner. And then they gave us Patrick Stewart in the very disappointing multiverse, multiverse of madness. madness that really wasn't that mad. And now. Or that multiversity. Or that multiversal. <laughs> yes very disappointing film and now we're left with here we're we have it the power of fox universe which ended so poorly the last next movies weren't good yeah you, you, right. you know what to lead into right deadpool deadpool, deadpool. deadpool 3 yeah. yeah can't wait but we're still getting them we're still getting the x-men and i immediately texted you and i immediately texted don because don has been dying to have his x-men and we're here yeah, god i'm like, excited i fucking this, love the is X-Men. this how you want the x-men to come into the mcu Sure. Yeah. Via another universe. Yeah, it's the only way they could have made it work. Because I didn't. We've been talking this on the bunch. I didn't want them to reboot the X Men. The X Men work, right? Either with Professor, either with uh, Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy sitting in that chair, it's fine with me. Michael Fassbender with the helmet works for me. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I got zero qualm with that. I love the Fox X Men. They were just they were just done dirty twice. Yeah. So he's saying that Randy just said did not say that. Deadpool leads to Secret Wars. Don't care. That's a rumor. The X-Men. That's a rumor. rumor. Yeah, we don't know. All I know for sure is the X-Men are back. And for and Kelsey Grammer's having a bit of a career renaissance this month. And I'm happy to be a part of it. Because the new Frasier is great. And I love 
him as the beast is one of the most genius casting choices for a shitball oh, movie I won't, ever. I, I won't disagree with that, but uh, yeah, it was a terrible movie. Oh, but... X Men Last Stand. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. And they still, and they even after that, they still couldn't get Phoenix right or no. Dark Phoenix. They, no, they, they tried keep, twice. They keep, Fucked yeah. up both times. Yeah, you just can't do it. Just can't be done. You know what we should do? Stop. This is gonna. We're gonna get Deadpool kills the Fox universe. I really feel like that's what Deadpool three is gonna be. Possibly. Well, they, they, I, I heard no, things no about one, him. No, he's no. just gonna go from universe to universe looking for the best Wolverine or something like that. That's possible. Like we're here. We're gonna see what the movie is. It's all rumors until we see something. Everyone True. is just hearing some nerd YouTube channel that we're assuming from present company notwithstanding. It's gonna be a crisis minutes type of thing blending them together. Maybe. I don't care. Right now we have the X-Men and I'm a happy camper. Hey, whatever we oh, say, that's it's never been be... confirmed. The people say the secret universe is supposed to reboot the MCU. That has never been confirmed. People are just yeah. assuming that. There's two well, secret wars, Mike. Because the There's... secret wars in the comics was a soft reboot to the, mm-hmm. the comic universe. Not the original secret wars. Oh, no. Secret wars. The third secret wars. Not the secret war that Brian Bendis wrote. Like, that's been a title. That's people being to say. There's a lot of secret wars that Marvel has utilized over the decades. Right. Whatever, whatever we come up with, can whatever, can oh boy, what am I saying? I'm getting. I have tired no now. idea. What, what whatever we come up with is probably closer to the truth than we got it covered, right? Because, well, yeah. but we're never right. We made predictions on this show all the time that are never oh my God. being accurate. There was an article I was going to include, and I Mephisto, forgot. Rest I know the director of WandaVision has come out and said. He doesn't know where all this Mephisto stuff came from. It, he never, um, that was never a plan. Comic you fucking nerd. Yeah, but I thought and it's that was all so over it. He's full of shit, by the way. Yeah. He's full of shit. There's stuff, there's devil stuff all over the place in that thing. He knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. He played the whole, I don't know what, because I saw yeah, it. Was get, us. We're going to get Mephisto somewhere eventually. <sighs> Maybe in the Deadpool movie with the X Men. That'd be a great yeah, place. But that would just be Deadpool shooting Mephisto in the head or something. You'd be fine with that, actually. Yeah. Oh my god. And then he turned to the camera and say, You can shut up about him now. I took yeah, care of it, okay? Mephisto, Mephisto <laughs> is certainly better than Ralph Boner. I still hate that. Thing. I think yeah. sticking with the multiverse angle creates problems more. So, oh, I'm not arguing that one bit. I'm so sick of a multiverse. It's not even funny. But and a lot of people are. They are because we're everywhere. We're so indebted with multiverses right now. Well, that being said, the X Men, it's worked, right? I'm Jackman is Wolverine works. The problem with the Marvel multiverse is like, I feel like they just told the people who did the movies and the TV tricks. Oh, pardon me. That we're doing a multiverse, but they didn't say, and this is how they should tie together. So they just, everyone kind of freewheeled and did the multiverse their own way. And it's very true. So you're a hundred percent right on that, Dave. We have not, but there's not been clear rules and expectations established for how the multiverse works or even what it is. Yeah. And without rules, there's no stakes and without stakes, People really don't give a damn. And that's where we're at right now. Is I think we've had some poor planning. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. We have the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> we have Beast and Binary. That's all we know. And Charles was mentioned. He mentioned that's Charles. It. Dude, that's the X-Men. I got the same set that we got from 2000. Okay. That's the X-Men. Do <laughs> you... Okay. Let's put a couple cards on the table here then. Do you want Patrick Stewart to reprise the role? Or do you want McAvoy? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Just to clean up before they reboot everything. I don't, I don't care. Give me one. Give me both. Doesn't matter. I like them both. X Men. Okay, and Matt, and what about for Magneto? Either well, I one. Prefer you fast, I prefer Fastbender. Okay. Surian's a little immobile. He's, Charles sits in a chair. He's yeah. sits in a chair and he does this. 
very Ian easy. McClellan is, he's, Ian's got deserve, a dude, he deserves he's got to do stuff. Right. Yeah. Fast, and Fastbender is still really good. So yeah. Fastbender is Magneto. That's actually great casting. So that's since 2010. Great casting. Yeah. I have no idea what we're getting because again, we talked last week about what's her face. Taylor Swift is going to be Dazzler. That's the current belief. That's a rumor. That's a rumor. Even if but it we happens, got binary, it's we never had cameo because they brought binary. Ryan... Binary wasn't part of the Fox movies either. Exactly. So we don't know what version of the X Men we're getting here. We're getting a Fox esque version of the X Men. I don't care. We're getting the X Men. We're getting a. We're getting... I want Nicholas Holt to play Charles. <laughs> here's the Fox X Men already rebooted what it was. JD is an X Men fan. I love the X Men. Huge X Men fan. One good, one bad. Xavier. I think they're both good. What's wrong yeah, with like, boys, Xavier? Just keep in mind, we're getting a Ryan Reynolds version of the Fox X-Men universe. Eventually, that's a comedy film. We're getting the X-Men. Focus on what's important here. After <laughs> Deadpool, then we'll probably... Oh my God. You know, Perfectly fine. The X-Men are yeah. coming back. That's what matters. All this shit is for naught. All this terrible stuff, I can just put it aside. And all this crap that Kevin Feige's been throwing at us, we're going to get the X-Men. So I'm after so that, happy- you're... After that, you're just waiting for Fantastic I, Four. Then I don't fuck Fantastic Four. We're getting the X Men. <laughs> like, focus oh on what's important. Oh my God, JD. It's true. Like all this crap that Marvel's been sitting us through. If it's to get to the X Men, I'm okay with it. Right? It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Holt was beast. We can't have two can't beasts. Have two beasts. Can't have yeah. two beasts. That's true. I just want some good X Men stories again. I love Days of Future Past. That was a great movie. I want either McAvoy or Stewart to be base. And the other be good? I'm so confused, Drew. I don't know what you mean. I think he means one, one to be the bad, one a good version of, of uh, Charles. It's going to be a multiverse story, I think. Oh, sure. Maybe. Hey, hey, hey j- just remember, we are getting Jennifer Gardner as Electra back, too. Oh, that's right. That is was, that official? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that <laughs> is official. She had come out and said it. <laughs> so that's you just right. know that Deadpool's going to kill her, right? Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm fine with that. That was the whole thing, is that, like, a lot of... She Fox, should be a scroll. Oh, that would be interesting. Just throw everything. All right, you just won me over. If they do that, yeah, <laughs> I convinced myself that's a good. That'd be if they turn her into a scroll. Sold. I'm a Marvel fan. <laughs> I'll appreciate that. We can wait forever for a fantastic. I've, dude, I've seen multiple Fantastic Four movies, and none of them are good. I'm fine with waiting. No, the Roger what? Corman one was that's actually not good. Either it's the it's, best. It's not of good, them, but, but the story. Good. It's the best of all of them. But story wise, my friend dude, here I, wants the a good Fantastic Four movie. I want like that too. I just don't know if we can get one ever because it's just they can't seem to do it. Just give me, a, I just want the X Men. I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> you know how disappointing. If you'd have told me 25 years ago that Michael Keaton will come back as Batman in a Flash movie that features Christopher Reeve and Nicolas <laughs> Cage, and you will be bored tears, I would have said, I just said, what? How is that possible? Okay, you're lying to me. Fair Here enough. JD, Fair would enough. you want a Disney Plus X Men show? I would love a Disney. Okay, so I would really like a Disney Plus X Men show if you could follow some of the uh, Claremontisms of the early '80s. I think <laughs> that would be. I think that would be great because X Men works as it's supposed to be a soap opera. Incredibles was the best Super Family. I agree with that. Incredibles fulfilled yeah. the promise of the Fantastic Four. Matt Salinger Cap is still great. I disagree. I do not think the Matt Salinger Captain America movie was great. I think it was something that we got on video. Yeah. Hey, so let's let's back up two steps here. Um, to keep that in mind. You're sitting there saying like you, if I if you told me Michael Keaton was coming back with Christopher Reeve and I'd be bored, I wouldn't have believed you. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're getting super hyped about the X Men being back. And you know what, Dave? I want to be happy. I've been very unhappy on this show for a number of months. 
this is the most happy that I've been because it's like Schrodinger's superhero movie. It's all things to all people. Can't be bad because it hasn't been made. So it's great. And then I the movie that. will come out. And if it's ass, then I'll come on here and be angry again. But I don't want to be angry, JD. I want to be happy. I just want to look forward to something. That is that is the best line ever, Schrodinger superhero movie. I think you should pick the next movie that we should review then. You should be happy. We, we you need to do something that you like. The never-ending story. I love that movie. <sighs> so much trauma. Okay, so much for that idea. Oh, you guys are soft. <laughs> they all come back to life. Yeah. In the end, when Bastion's flying over with Falcor, he looks down and there's a tray you and Artax. He and brings Deadpool. Fantasia back. But it's but it's hard to watch. It puts hair in your balls, man. You need a little, <laughs> you need a little trauma in your life to appreciate it. It's a great movie. It's a great okay. and it's got so, a phenomenal song by Lamal. I'll give you that. Uh, we should ask the audience. Should we review the never ending story on this? I think most podcast. of our audience would be like, what? what? Why would they review that? <laughs> I think we've gone off the rails. I think yeah, right. to wrap it up. I just want to be happy. I can't be happy about this new X-Men movie. I wish Don I, was here. He would share my joy. Who? I hope. Don. Oh, I thought you said John. Doesn't, I was about to say Don. John, John is, is here. John is here. Don. Don shares my love of X-Men. Don, no one loves X-Men more than Don. No, no, that's just true. No, he I hope he's happy. I hope Don's happy that we're getting new X-Men stuff. I hope he's happy too. Yes. All right. Let's bring it back to the Marvels. Bring it back to the Marvels. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just wrap up with a couple questions. Favorite scene of the movie? The post-credit sequence. <laughs> John, <laughs> what do I think of it? Huh? No. What is your favorite? What's your favorite scene of the movie? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, you know what? Uh, it would have been the dancing if they had more of it the, on the is Song that... Planet. I think my favorite scene would be the, the, the very first time where they started switching when they were using the powers because I think that was it could have been better, but I think it was done really pretty well. Like having them switch all the t- every time that each one used the powers and they swapped. I saw Never Ending Story like six months ago with Andy. I thought it was great. That's why I'm like, don't know why these guys are being all soft about it. All right. Sorry. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I like that. And almost any scene that Kamala Khan is in because she just. She's again, a revelation. She just, even in the background, she's like when they're when they were on the song planet in the background, she's dancing. Right? That's I mean, what I was, was saying. Just, she was feeling yeah. it like she's Bollywood yeah. kid living a Bollywood movie. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the switching one and the switching scenes in the beginning, because that was, I think that was done pretty well. I will say, even though I thought the, the switching could have been done, could have been explained better, the montage. As a kid who grew up loving 80s movies and not having a monta- a training montage in a while, I loved the training montage. Yeah. So the montage oh. scene that you crapped on earlier was your favorite scene in the movie? I thought it was fun. <laughs> No, I didn't crap one. I did not crap on the montage. You crapped on the montage. Sir. I crapped on. The, I felt that the switching was inconsistent, but I liked the mon the training montage. I could lawyer this. Okay. It's been two hours in the show, and I will withdraw. Let's see. The best, the best scene with the Bollywood, Bollywood scene was great. Brie Larson showed so much personality in that oh, yeah. sequence. Like I also going to say, yeah, the scene on the when they crash land on the planet. I've said it already. I'll say it again. When they're all talking, and she finally explains why she's been gone for so long. To, to Monica and it's the whole family like being afraid to face your family because you failed it's very humanizing for the character mm. Brie Larson knocks it out of the park in this one it's a shame she didn't get to be this humanized in the first one yeah, first kept but we, really not that we knew it was writing in the beginning though we knew mm. that that was the problem writing in direction yeah. all right one scene that you didn't like what was your least favorite thing about this movie? JD hmm. come back not enough X-Men <laughs> 
Yeah, that'd be time. I didn't get I didn't get Professor X. No, something that I did not care for. The villain's one note. Like I said, I think that it works for the story, but it makes her an uninteresting villain. Right. Yeah. She's not interesting. She's like not. the best thing about her is she's got a cool face, right? And when she looks evil, she does evil face pretty good. But that's all I can say. There's really nothing there. Right. And again, I, I feel if, focus I feel the movie if, is the tri- is the three, but villain could have been better. I feel if she was less scenery chewing, it might have been better. But yeah, she is chewing. She's like Pacinoing this thing. Yeah, very like much. She's Pacino in the Devil's Advocate. Gnawing on that scenery. Oh my God, that's a great movie too. I John? love that movie immensely. <laughs> See, I I, th- I thought she was okay. I thought we missed a little bit of backstory from her because, but she her motivation was she's trying to save her worlds. She's still one step up from most of the other villains. As far as a scene I didn't, I wasn't happy with. I don't know. Like I didn't actually hate anything. I thought I thought choppy. they were. I thought they were too far. Too they went too far with the cats. It was enjoyable, but it's stupid. It, it was stupid. It was funny, and yeah, it was, it's great. But the joke um, does like, get beat to the ground. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I it, that's the problem. That. They went too. They went too long with it. That's all. No but That's about it. I couldn't say. I couldn't say that I actually hated any or really disliked it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with John. That's it's the that's my least favorite sequence, and it is because they played it too long because they were just playing it for laughs, and it's just like you just need to show one person being afraid and the cat's running around and like, two or three would two or three have been all right. They did like twelve. Yeah, yeah they spent five minutes on that. It is a bit. It's weird. You're right. When they're trying to cut stuff from the movie, they really drag that out. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's it is probably the worst scene in the movie because of that. Yeah. All right, so let us uh, let's the go around. Scene, the worst scene in that movie is still ten times better than Werewolf by Night. And it's <laughs> oh God, I do not understand your hate for that. I still can't believe you don't like that. Oh, Butt cheeks. No, it's good. Not the colorized version. Why would they do a colorized version? The of same it? fucking thing. No, it wasn't. The the cinematography with the black and white was on purpose and for reason and for the when they had a little bit of color. I do. Okay, never mind. Let's go around the room now and give our final <laughs> thoughts on our score of one out of ten capes. And John, you can go first. I enjoyed this movie. I really did. I'd give it I'd give it eight. It's fine. It was enjoyable. I didn't go in I there wasn't any point where I was looking at my phone trying to figure out what time it was or anything. It just it flowed and the parts with Kamala Khan were funny and made me laugh. There were people in the audience that were laughing when I was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's it. All right, JD, seven and a half, eight because of the post credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I walked, man, huh? I walked one and a half. I walked out of that theater on such a high because of the X Men. And my wife said, "What do you think of the actual movie?" I'm like, "That movie's fine. The X Men. This is what we needed to really talk about." Here. <laughs> no, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But uh, what I really like about it is. I finally see something in the Marvel universe going forward that I'm excited about again. And I haven't felt that way in a long time. So that's, I keep making jokes about how happy I am about the X-Men, but that's what it is. Like I felt so bitter and like blah about everything this company has done for about two years now. So the fact that I can, the fact that I feel excited about something again makes me appreciate it. And I was not expecting that from this movie. I went in this going, Ugh, we have to see this. And I was pleasantly surprised with everything. That's and that's what you said last week. It's like, and then we got to go see Marvel's. Uh... I was under- I was like, "Fuck Dave." That's honestly what I said. We yeah. got. I was like, "Fuck it, Dave." Got to go see this damn movie this week. But then my wife said, "We have date night. Let's go see the Marvels." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I got to go see the." <laughs> Pretty much. 
And I think you would much rather fuck her. All right. All right. Continue, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I did. I was going in expecting the worst in, in all honesty, because just because of, I didn't like the Marvels, I didn't like Captain Marvel. I haven't liked the way they presented her character in anything. And I'm like, oh, they got to bring in Kamala and Monica to save her. And let's be honest. We've been caught up in the whole Marvel sucks, right? We, yeah. We're, we are part of that wave, man. We have been, all of us have been very blase on all of this stuff for a while now. Yeah. So I came, I, I was like, oh, wow. Like the three of them together were great. It really worked. Yeah. It wasn't them throwing three IPs together to save themselves. No, it makes sense. The story works. Um, yeah, there, there are issues with it, but I can let them go. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with your original score. Cause I wasn't as excited about the answer to the 7.5 and not the, <laughs> I wasn't as excited about seeing Beast. <laughs> Which is fair. I don't think this is a 10 movie, to be honest no. with you. But it was, for 100 minutes, I was entertained. You know? I think it passes the laundry test. I would Yeah, I agree with that. And while folding laundry. That's a John quote, the laundry test. Yes. Yeah. It's fitting, though. It's fitting. It's, yeah. It is now the patented superhero speak laundry test. Yeah. <laughs> I watched yeah. this again while doing laundry. I, mean, I, I may even like the second time and the third time I may have actually sit and just watch. It was better than just a distraction. Yeah. Thing. Drew and his what Drew's life, Drew and his wife like the cats. I like the cats too, but it does go on a little bit long. Yeah. I can't argue that point with you. It's, it's the screaming goats of love and thunder, nah, but it's not the entire movie. Not less annoying yeah, it's that. not that bad. The screaming <laughs> goats they really beat that into the ground. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That is our thoughts on this movie. Let's wrap this puppy up let's go around the room with any recommendations or what did you learn on the podcast this week uh jd you can go for it. i recommend the x-men <laughs> is, is there's a surprise is, is x-men 97 out yet on disney plus does that come out you know what i don't know i don't either i just know they were making that i'm not sure if they were finishing it or not i thought i heard it was held back at one point i wouldn't be surprised um, everything got held back at some point yeah um like that slow kid in the first grade, everything's been held back. I'm a teacher. I can make that joke because it means I'm evil. No, honestly, Days of Future Past is my favorite X-Men movie. I recommend it. I love them. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's been pushed back to January 3rd of 2024. And I'm going to watch that. Go. Let's all, let's watch X-Men 90, the X-Men 92 series again. That's a good show. All right. Soon. Chris says Ooh. soon. John. As usual, I have learned absolutely nothing in my life. I learned a goddamn um, thing, yeah. <laughs> but uh, for a recommendation, and, and again, I'll cover the anime side of things. I would suggest going and watching Free Run called it, it's Free Run Beyond Journey's End. It's the story of an, an elf who took part in the band that got rid of the Demon Lord. But then she starts to realize as her human companions start dying off, that uh, she's missing something because life is very short. The, the lives of her companions were very short and she suddenly realizes maybe she misses them. And it's a story of trying to, of her trying to figure out how to enjoy the time that she has with the people around her because elves live almost like forever in, in that world. And it, it's very poignant and makes you think about existential dread and maybe enjoying life a little bit more while you're here. So. Sounds awesome. Yeah. It, it, hey, it's not Graveyard of the Fireflies. It is. It, it's what a now. title. Was, Graveyard of the Fireflies. Oh, don't watch that. Holy, that thing will to. depress the crap out of I don't, you. I, you know me. I'm not going to, but I just I, like I that know. title. Well, Graveyard I'm just saying of if, Fireflies. Anyway, listen, 
Yeah. Wow. But uh, but yeah, free run beyond journey's end. I would suggest that. All right. I learned that blue furry men really excite JD Hell more yeah. than anything. <laughs> I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as far as recommendations, I got nothing than my normal because I I don't even know what we're doing next week. Oh wait, Thron, did, did you? We did a show on Sandman when it came out a while back. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we, we didn't do every episode, but we did. No, we did like first three, I think. Yes. That was like year, a year and a half ago, something like that. Feels like that way. Yeah. Um, doing this a long time. Yeah, it feels that way. <laughs> it feels like we've been doing this episode a really long time. Two hours and nine minutes of counting, my man. Yeah. All right. On that note, I recommend that you go to superiorspeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all of our uh, social media at the top of the page. And of course, comic book reviews by our good friend Chris and so much more. Also, if you are not yet, please hit that subscribe button and click that bell for notifications so you don't miss us when we go live on Sunday nights and you don't miss any of the other great videos we're putting up on this channel. And uh, yeah, that's it. As always, thanks for watching. Oh, 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 wait, I'm not ready. Thanks for watching. Don't let you get caught in the door. Have a good week. <laughs>